everybody. Just tune into yourself and become self-aware. Find a positive attribute about your personality. Put some feeling behind that sentence. So a positive sentence about your personality. And let your emotions support it. Not contradict it, but support it. And hang there for a minute. Give yourself the gift of some neurology that's not demanding of your attention in a negative way. Now drop deeper. Sink. Melt, let go. Disappear, dissolve. Whatever instruction resonates with you, stick with that one. Melt. Disappear. If you're a visual person, an ice cube in this Florida sun, melting, melting, melting. And the water that was once ice evaporates and there is not a trace of the ice left, not a trace. Disappear. then what's left? Maybe there's nothing, nothing, nothing at all. That's great. Or maybe there's a stillness. 
And if you don't know what's left, that's totally fine too. Just means that your mind hasn't put a label on it. That's fine. And so wherever you are, wherever awareness or consciousness is at, deeper than that. Go deeper than that. Your mind won't have a clue what's going on and it's not its job to figure out any of this. There's no right and wrong. That's all mind stuff. Deeper than that is the pointer and what happens is fine. There really is no right and wrong. All you can do is follow the pointer. And whatever experience is yours, that's what we'll deal with. That's what's valid for you. You can't make a mistake exploring the core of your own essence. You can't. Trust that when you go deeper than that, Trust that when you go deeper than that, that it is as it only can be. It's the mind that will do options, right or wrong, it shouldn't be this, it should be that. We're leaving the territory of mind. Doesn't matter if your mind knows what we're doing or not, I'm speaking to the core of your being. And I'm inviting the core of your being to reflect, shine its light on your brain and the cells of your body so that your true nature, the essence of who you are, is what shines forth. And the mind will try to hijack it. Have none of it. Go to the essence. And wherever you land, go deeper than that. Let go any attachment to having an experience. Let go. Go deeper than that.
doesn't matter if your mind is looking for attention or not. When you notice that it's busy, it's like, okay, shh, I'm going deeper than that, deeper than that. Sometimes the way in is to relax your body or slow down your breathing. And then deeper than that. Deeper than that. Deeper than that. When you're ready, doesn't matter how deep you got, the mind will be concerned with quality and quantity. I'm not. It is what it is. But in your own time, let there be an awareness of I suppose let's not abandon whatever depth you felt you could access. Don't abandon it as you open your eyes. Let seeing happen, let vision do its work. Let's see if some attention can stay inside. The idea behind that exercise is to train the, the task-oriented part of your brain, the functioning part of your brain, to work efficiently without any story of me, myself, I, without any story of separation, to get your brain to function as it was wired to do. The proper use of your mind. So there's an emptiness, there's an availability. Your emotions aren't running amok. They're there to respond to whatever happens, but they're not piled up or bottled up. 
there's an emptiness, there's an openness inside. So can you sit there with your eyes open and have no story running at all? No dialogue, because your attention is just someplace prior to story mode. Can attention be on the stillness, yet comprehension is happening and vision is happening? Is it doable? Give me a hand if you, if you just can't do it. If you just can't do it. If it's like my mind doesn't shut up at all. It's full on, 100%. Yay. All right. Okay. So if you have a technique to like shut off your mind, that's that's fine. But at some point, you're going to have to empty it out. Do you know? You have to empty it out. Because that stuff kind of gets rotten. And will come out in a dysfunctional way. Or will make you sick, physically. Or emotionally or mentally. I mean. But that stuff goes somewhere. So letting stuff go, finding resolution, that work has to happen. And nobody can do that for you. But once you're willing, support kind of comes in. That seems to happen. Support comes in once you're willing. So, for example, somebody can make me feel guilty. No, 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 no. You're, you're choosing that response. People can say what they want, of course. You can say what you want. No, it's, it's just normal communication. But if you choose to respond by feeling guilty or feeling shame or feeling bad, that's your responsibility. You don't need anybody else to change. You don't need anybody else to change. You can change yourself, or you might find that you have to move away from certain people because it's just too destructive for you to be around them. That's your call. And sometimes you need a bit of wisdom to figure that one out. If some people are just too toxic for you, it's like, I can't. I, can't. I can kind of keep it on the outside, and then it's just... No, there's nothing here for me except mm, continuing a pattern of being destructive on myself, you know? And if that's running, then it's like, okay, I actually can't be around these people for a while till you shift and they no longer plug in in the same way. We have to make this call sometimes.
it's kind of trial and error, you know? But in the practice of that, you figure out what's healthy for you and what's not healthy for you. You develop courage, you develop more awareness of what's supportive for you and not. Your self-authority gets stronger in, in a genuine way. You end up loving yourself more. You end up respecting yourself more. And that's good for the entire planet. By default, you'll be a good role model. Energetically, even if nobody sees it. The work you do on yourself, the whole entire unit of humanity benefits. So the more you can rest in the stillness inside and then figure out what is it that takes me away from that? What is it that I want to swap out? What story do I want to go into that lets me leave that depth inside my own being? Why would I leave that? Why? What? What's the benefit? So then you've got to figure out, okay, what is it that's so attractive about the world or my story or drama or an addiction or an old habit? What is it? Deeper than it being familiar, what is it? Because that's what stops you from waking up, from seeing the truth. That's what stops you from feeling totally free, experiencing life in a free way because nothing has any power over you, you know, because your mind just doesn't respond in that way. It's like, gosh, what? give that to yourself. Mm. Give that to yourself. Huh? <clears throat> And a lot of this work is kind of silent. Do you know? It's like it's internal shifts that you're making. Learning how to honor you and respect you. And, and because, because you're increasing your own self-awareness, you're less out there in the world because you're watching yourself. You know, you're not in there saying, oh my God, so-and-so said that, or they ignored me. It's like, no, 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 you won't be out there judging those kind of things and labeling those kind of things and naming those events in your day. You won't. You'd be like, hey, it's kind of still in there today. Great. You'll miss all the drama that's on the outside. And the beauty of it is, it's not really happening unless you label that it's happening. It's not really happening anyway. So on one level we can say, yeah, you'll miss it. It won't feature in your world. That's fair enough. But so much of what actually takes place 
needs your brain to validate that it's taking place in order for it to manifest in the first place. Do you see? That's how creation happens. That's how your mind creates stuff. It's the collapse of the wave, you know? It's, the, it's, it's something turning into the physical form, into, into our reality. It's your perception of it enables that to happen. So if you're not seeing that people are judging you or don't like you or manipulating you or feeling you, making you feel guilty or making you feel bad, or if you're not running that story, if you genuinely don't create that reality because your brain isn't making that assumption and pulling that into form, there is less of it in the world. You see? Because that's another piece of that crappy game that you didn't help create. You see? So the gems of doing this work are global. They're global. It's huge when you do this work for everybody. And it just bewilders me how people think I'm not doing anything to help the world behind me. And sometimes people feel this when they're on this path. It's like, I need to be doing something because there's a pull to give back. And it's like, my God, if you, if you heal yourself, it's huge what you're giving the world. It's huge. Huge. Start there. And then pick up garbage if you want to pick up garbage. Or, you know? Do voluntary work or do save or whatever. But healing yourself, that's what will change the world more than anything. See? Because you're not promoting the creation of pain and suffering and separation and ignorance. And you're not being party to more pain in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of potent, you know? The way we think is very important. It's very important. Like, why is there so much pain in the world? It's like, yeah, take a day of not making any. Take it one day of not making any. See how you get on. But reimagine it's all out there when we're not doing it. We're just the victim of it. And sometimes we're spitting out because somebody did it to us, so we're doing it back. And it's like, we have crazy ways of justifying it. Crazy. Spend a day of not creating any ignorance, you know, in the world of not promoting separation, me and you, difference, good, bad. Take a day of not creating any of that at all. And then see if you can do the same the next day. If that means watching the news without stimulating a response inside you, then that's a great test. You know? You can turn up the volume and put yourself in scenarios that trigger you and see, okay, I'm going to go in here and I'm not going to jump into story of right and wrong, good and bad. Let's see if I can do it. Start a trend. Start an energetic trend so that not everybody gets sucked into having emotional responses when they see X, Y, Z. Because the more you can, the more you can Be in a very triggering situation, but, but 
not by suppressing your response, but by being empty. You're creating a bandwidth, a zone, where other people can do it too. The knock-on effect is huge for humanity. For humanity. Even if you're just doing it in your own corner and not meeting anybody. Okay, anything not clear from any of any of that? Mm-hmm. Any questions at all? Mm-hmm. All right. So if this means you have to change patterns in your personality, so what? What are you afraid of? What 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 could be more important? Really? To support some old pattern of stubbornness or control or shame or anger or victimology? Like what what that would be more important than finding freedom for yourself and helping the entire human race, really? You know, when you think about the scale, like it's kind of a no-brainer. But look at the persistence of the personal I story. The persistence of me and what I think and what's right. Look at the persistence. It's potent, huh? It's potent that it can actually challenge a, a, a movement for humanity, it, it can be challenged by stubbornness, lack of courage, wanting to be right, needing to be understood, needing approval, that these things will just override the natural organic pull towards peace and happiness, confidence and a relaxed way to live, knowing that everything is okay, because it's always okay, it can't be any other way, just your mind makes it appear as something else. It's quite simple, really, you know, it's quite simple. Really is simple. Mind makes it complex. And if you love that complexity, hmm, and you can be busy, it doesn't have to be complex. feel soft in your own heart? Is it soft? Can 
Can you feel that softness for yourself? First of all, that's where it starts. Can that softness be unconditional? Completely unconditional, just without reservation. So no story of having to change something, no story of having to forgive something. Let it be wiped out by love, washed away by love. Unconditional, open tenderness for you. Not because there's no earning, that would make it conditional. Unconditional. Soft, open heart, just for you. Feel it. Gentle, warm love for you. Let it grow. This isn't a mind thing. Mind has no business in that love place. None at all. Love goes much deeper than the capacity of your mind. Soft, open, unconditional. Tenderness. The strength and honesty of vulnerability. No conditions. Open. The question of it being safe or not doesn't even enter into it. That's too much mind stuff. This is no place for mind. Let your heart be open for you. It's you gifting to you. Let it fill you up. If you need to cry, just cry. Doesn't matter. Whatever's in the way, let it be washed up. Doesn't matter. If your heart is open, it feels like there's a smile on the inside. That's one way of
recognizing it. And if your mind says, oh, I just need to sleep, oh, I need to pee, I need a cup of tea, I should have done this, that's resistance to love. That's what that is. And if your attention is there instead of in your heart, uh uh-huh, take note, take note. Your mind will want forever to fix things, change things, so that someday, someday, you'll find love inside for yourself. Or deeper than the personal love. You know, the depth of, the frequency of love, really. That's what I'm invoking. That you align with with love itself. Not love for or love because, but love itself. Let it happen. Give it permission. So it's another tool to get out of your head, to drop into some place that's more authentic, that's closer to your essence. If you spend a little bit of time in, in your heart, the rules of the mind and the games of the mind are just in the background for a while. The more you can do that, the better. The mind is a tool for you to pick up, use and set down. It was never designed to be in control of what you think and how you behave. It was never designed for that. We've been using our minds incorrectly. But I can only point out things that might help you. You have to do the work. It's for your exploration. It's your journey. So what you choose choose to do tomorrow or how you you have to utilize this, that's entirely up to you. And are you committed enough to love, to finding truth, to discovering what's at the very core of all of it? Are you committed enough to do that for you? Do you love yourself enough to do it? The consequence will be for the planet, for humanity, but the core reason must be for you. Otherwise, mind is involved, you know, because it's making a judgment. It's got to be for you. You, you are the outpost of the divine that, that your mind is hijacking. <laughs> so whatever conditioning your mind has soaked in, we're debunking it. 
we're debunking it. Let's go back to your original template, your, your blueprint. When there was no question about whether the world was safe or not. When there was no threat of whether you'd be loved or not. Before all of that. When love just is. Before you got trapped into believing you were a gender and, a, you know, a person and a body and a social class and a, a nationality and a race. And before all of that, before all of that. That's what I'm pointing you to. Before all of that kicked in. Your blueprint. You can live from there and debunk all that conditioning and live, just live like you were wired to live, like you are wired to live. And then mind is no longer in charge. That's the difference. could be there but do you bow down to it and is it dictating your experience and your perception or is your perception open without judgment and you respond naturally and organically in any moment not out of fear not out of learned conditioning but in freedom in freedom just being present with whatever is not grasping or numbing out you know, but just flowing with how life is unfolding. There's huge freedom in that. Making sense? Yeah? Okay, if anybody wants to come up, there's the chair. Yeah. Hi, Matthew Bob. I want to thank you for yesterday, first of all. You're welcome. <clears throat> and when you said that um, to welcome any experiences will come um, last night, during the night, sleeping or not sleeping, or whatever. <clears throat> I got it. I mean, I thought I got it. And <clears throat> I was okay with the fact of not having any experience, and I was okay with the fact of having a good experience. <coughs> Sorry. I did not know that I will have a bad experience. When my husband came to pick me up after the class yesterday, <clears throat> I saw that something was wrong. Um, he has been dealing with leukemia for the last three years, four years actually, and um, it was okay to come here, we wanted to be together and have a nice um, weekend, celebrate his birthday, go to the beach, have a nice dinner, and nothing of that happened. Uh, he was sick when he came to pick me up, and um, so I saw right away that I went to 
being upset. I got myself, so I okay, no big deal, we change our plan. Anyway, to make a long story short, um, I slept little bit. He was sick all night and normally I always close the door of the hotel and for some reason I forgot last night someone came in our room at four o'clock in the morning, scared me to death. <laughs> she went in a warm room, so she left. The music, some music somewhere started. I mean it was on and on something that and he finally slept. And when he was sleeping, I couldn't sleep and I realized it's not him who stopped me from sleeping. I could not sleep. I was closing my eyes and I was like I was completely awake. I don't know what's going on. And I, I, I had all those bad emotions all night. I was so proud of myself for the last um, five weeks. I have been doing very, very well and I thought that's it. Now I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> I know how to deal with those and I was already pretty good. And so I understood that no, I'm, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. And I certainly do need your help. But you managed it. Yes, I think I did. Yes. Resisting is the worst thing. That's what makes everything more intense. I'm pretty good at resisting normally. I'm learning. You're learning or you're lonely? I'm learning to, learning. Let, to let go, to not resist. Yes. yes. I was just a bit <clears throat> feeling sorry for myself because um, after your bad experience, your bad experience, you think, okay, now I'm done with that. A little bit of fun would be great. And um, <clears throat> no, it's not yet ready for that. So. so let's say it's in your destiny never again to have fun. Oh, thank you. Let's say. <laughs> let's say, okay. Yeah. Let's say. Okay. Yeah, it's okay? Yeah. Yeah, it is okay. It is okay. Kind of tough, though. <laughs> yeah, it is okay. Well done. The expectation of having fun is what's making what's happening now more difficult. Yes. I do have a lot of expectation, and when that doesn't come, um, first there is the disappointment. And uh, why does that happen? And, oh gosh, I'm a victim again. No, 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 don't do that. Don't go there. Blah, 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 blah. And I beat myself up. Yeah. I'm so very good at that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So you have a whole sequence of things that, like the domino effect, they're triggered because there's an expectation. We only have to change the first one. How do we do that? Drop your expectations. Ah. Think about the future only in terms of practical planning that is necessary, mm -hmm. really necessary, mm -hmm. not contingency plans. Mm -hmm. 
and stay in the present. This sounds very easy. Mm. It just sounds very easy. <laughs> it sounds real, it sounds easy. It sounds easy. Mm. No expectation. No expectations. Because you have a lot of things that project into the future. Your mind goes there. Yes. We need to change that pattern. Do we do that because we make the present time easier, maybe, to project something good for the future? Is that why Mary Paul does it? Well, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, that probably is that's what she does. Okay. <laughs> yes. But the present isn't that difficult, actually. Hmm. Not really. No. It's the ideas about it. Mm-hmm. And then when you tack on the future, then the present becomes tricky. The present is actually all right in any moment. If we can just manage the present, but we jump into controller and trying to minimize, and, and we're usually just not in the present. And then it's hell because we're not in the present. Not because we're taking responsibility for things, it's because we're not in the present. If. Why so? We need to be more in the present. Yes. Yes. But you're getting some kind of juice, some reward. Imagining that when you go into the future, you have more control in the present. You're feeding yourself some false confidence, or you're getting some juice out of it. That's my word for it. You know, you're getting some, you're pulling something that you enjoy, which is not good for you, but out of the practice of leaving the present. Like, do you like to control or be prepared or need things to be a certain way at a certain time? Or what, 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 what pleasure do you get from not being in the present, from going out to the future? I don't know. I don't see any pleasure in that. Uh, <coughs> so if I do it, probably I, I do have something. Yeah, it's, it's very often um, like a... It makes us feel that, that we're managing something better, or it's usually something like that. It kind of makes us feel a bit more confident, but it's a false confidence. Like a perfectionist kind of thing? Sure, something like this. Some version. You have some version of that going on. Mm. <clears throat> Control seems uh, coming back to me again and again. <clears throat> I discovered for the last few weeks that. Um, but yesterday you said at one point to when we have a bad emotion to look at what happened before. You said something like that. Yeah. And I practiced that um, for the last few weeks. I saw that when I have an anger, before, right before the anger comes or the frustration comes, I have I discover two things. One is control and one is I'm not safe. And, <laughs> I, and I, I'm mad because I'm looking for what can I do to be safe? And uh, so now that I can see that, I can manage better. I mean, I thought I could until last night. I didn't manage anything at all. But that doesn't mean I cannot manage again in the future. Yes, for sure. 
It was just a little... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Another layer. A little deeper layer, you know? Yeah. Okay. So are you safe? Doesn't feel like it. But uh, I have everything to be safe. Okay. So we have an idea with a feeling. Yeah? You're saying it doesn't feel like it. Because mm-hmm. I feel some fear. So fear, I mean, maybe because I'm tired this morning. <clears throat> when I feel safe, I feel relaxed. So, um, I feel, yeah, relaxed and, and present. The non-safe come Maybe from the not knowing of the... I don't know, actually. If I knew, I think I would take care of it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's an old pattern. The not safe? Not safe. That's an old one. And it's just familiar. And you're going back to it. Well, uh, when you were telling me that, I realized that <coughs> a few weeks ago I had a car accident, very bad one, and uh, after the car accident, I had a, what you call a PDSD, something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, the counselor who helped me asked me why I wanted to be alone, because I told her I wanted to be alone, and she said, uh, I said, because I'm, I'm safer when I'm alone. I didn't want friends to talk to me. I didn't want anybody to talk to me. And she said, in your, in your past, when you were younger, did you have that feeling when you wanted to be safe? And I said, yes. My mom was uh, always uh, mad and uh, wanting to... Cannot say the word. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's perfect. It's unraveling. It's beautiful. Let it come. I was going to my room of the garden to be safe. And I kept that. Uh, Pattern of wanting to be safe. Seeing the car accident, I don't know why uh, an accident like as brutal as it was brought a um, kind of a spiritual experience. I, I, I don't understand it yet, but um, when I was so perturbed with, with all those emotions after the car accident, I needed to do something very badly. I'd say that's it, that's, that, that's the last drop, you know, I, I got to wake up, I got to do something. And I went, I started meditation again, because I went on and off during my life, but I went again. And I did yoga, I love yoga, it really brings me a lot of peace. And I did walk on the beach, and I did a lot of self-care. Great. What I discovered, I was not doing at all. I thought self-care was being selfish. And I 
discovered, honestly, I'm sorry, I'm 65 years old, I discovered three weeks ago that self-care was not selfish. No, it's love. <sighs> love me like that. It was, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can take it all myself now. Yes. And I, I that make me safe. But last night, I started to doubt again. How many times will I need to fall before you know, I'm in a place where I can stand up and feel free? Probably you will tell me, you will take hours in time as you let that happen. But I'm a little bit tired of it and I'm a little bit ready, I mean a lot ready to do whatever it takes. Good. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for your patience. I know I have an accent and sometimes it's... It's beautiful. Well, it's hard for me to express my feeling in front of... Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. It is a beautiful accent. It's not often people get a clap at satsang. It's not often that people get a clap at satsang. It's like second time ever, so... Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I want to go into one aspect of what Marie Paul was speaking about, and I'm going to do it on the chart because it, the visual helps me to explain sometimes. Referencing that does me, myself, I. Okay, so so the, the reads the personal, no? It's the personal I place story reference me. It is the dualistic realm. It can only go positive or negative, right or wrong, up or down. It's the law of opposites. It's that's how it works. That's how we. That's how we're wired. It's the only way that the mind works is it has to compare one thing against another, and it's for functioning. So we can see: I need to eat that and not eat that. I need to go there and I need to not walk into the wall and walk over there. So we have to see difference. So it was wired that way, evolutionary, so that we could manage in the world. But then we never learned how to use it, and we adopted that framework into our normal thinking mind and all hell broke loose 
mm. and we have suffering. Mm. A very simple remedy, really. Oh, damn it, it's difficult to break the pattern. It's difficult to peel it back. This is what we're at. Okay, so we have something and its opposite. Or we can call it separation. It's the same thing. Most of the spiritual books we talk about are belief in separation, but it's the law of opposites. We need, we need it to be there. Even if you're awake, you, you, you kind of need to know there's a parking space. That's not a parking space. I've got to pull in here and not there. You've got to be able to see. Yeah. So we've got plus and minus. When we're, when we're shifting into another part of our brain, the easiest enough shift goes into what Tammy was calling, or I was calling yesterday, Tammy's experience, is the I am. So this is I am Jack. I am me, I am a woman, and this is I am. So it's kind of the being part. So it's what is. It's present. And for some, it's presence. Some people get that sense. Doesn't matter if you do or not, your experience is absolutely valid. There's no right or wrong in this. But this uses a different part of your brain. From here, you see the movie, you see the game. There's two ways of approaching this. To take Matthew Paul's um, uh, example of I'm safe, I'm not safe, because that's, that's in a lot of people, that feeling of like needing to be safe. Am I safe here or am I accepted here? It's some version of safety, where safety, when, if we're really young, it's, it's like, can I, can I survive here? It's a survival mechanism. If trauma comes when you're a bit older, it's like, okay, can I be accepted or rejected? And rejection is your button. Depends on where the trauma comes. But we've all been traumatized. Like, nobody gets away free. Nobody, you know, like, how would you do that? I don't know. So, what therapy does is it goes from like, I'm not safe, the negative of safety, I'm not safety, let's move it into positive, I am safe. And that's what it does. So when you're hurting yourself, we go to loving yourself. Sometimes that's the only shift you can make. Sometimes it is. You've literally got to give yourself the opposite experience. The invitation is... Remember that there are two options. You've got to be able to assess yourself. Do I just go from the negative to the positive? And do I need to work on that to feel safe in the world so that I'm stopping this voice of I'm not safe? Or can I see that that whole game, that entire game, oh my God, that's out there. That's the front of my brain figuring out what's right and wrong. I'm having none of any of that. And if you can make that shift, so some things you'll be able to do both. And some things you actually have to hang here for a while to make to change the pattern in your me story. So that's moving from lack of confidence to confidence. When you're feeling whole as an individual and you're confident, you're okay in yourself, you can make this shift pretty easily. But if you're very wounded, you're not going to make this shift without bottling all of this pain. If you bottle all of this pain, you will get sick sooner or later. 
Something will go belly up. Something will. And you won't wake up, that's for sure. Or if you do, you'd be, you'd be pretty a mess. So with safety in yourself, do you run the story, I'm not safe? Or I'm not lovable? Or I'm not capable? I'm a mess. Do you run one of these stories, for example? And if you do, can you see, okay, that's a belief system. There's the opposite. And, and that can be valid too. I'm out of both of them. Can you make that jump? I'm out of all of it. I can see it. I can see it. I can go flip-flopping forever. I'm out of it. If you can make that jump, please do. <laughs> you can make that jump so it's, it's really about introducing a perspective or a skill capacity in your own brain where you're like I'm running that story there's the flip I'm, I'm, out, I'm out of both of them I'm out of both of them I see it it's just a spaghetti game dog chasing its tail which direction is it going to go in positive spin negative spin having nothing to do with any of it not concerned about safety not concerned it's not an issue that's this one. I'm, I'm going to bring up Anne actually as an example because recently she said there was somebody outside, um, I was having lunch with her and we were coming out of a restaurant and I think we were coming out, anyway. Yeah. There, was somebody, there was somebody that we had met on the way into the restaurant and it was a friend of hers, and we had a conversation, and I was introduced, and we were, you know, just chatting for a while, and that was lovely. And then we went and had lunch, and then we were coming out, and we were yapping, 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 as you can imagine, coming out, heading to the cards, and the woman was still there. And she just made an assumption that because Anne was distracted talking to me, not a bit of a sore, the conversation had already happened as we went into the restaurant. But this woman assumed that because Anne didn't stop again to talk to her again or acknowledge in some way that she was ignored. That was her perception. Like, there's Anne and I'm being ignored because it's about me. Because my personal eye, she perceived that situation from her self-referencing network in her brain. That's what was running at the moment. Totally fine, that's the part of her brain that was perceiving. So that became her reality. So her experience was that Anne ignored her. She was so hurt, really hurt, and she lashed at Anne. It's normal. No, it's normal. That's how she. That's what was running in her brain. You know. So a year ago, Anne would have been like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry, and I didn't mean it," and, I, and she would have been making the negative a positive. <laughs> Funnily enough, she said, "Oh, I just couldn't." Like, really? She really? I, I can't even reply to that woman. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I'm like, "Good for you, girl." <laughs> because what happened was that Anne was in here and saw, oh, for goodness sake. There was nothing in her that wanted to, like, fix it, make it right, jump it to the other side, balance it out, alleviate bad feeling and guilt. It's like the density to go in there was too high a price. And she stayed here. I do like what you say, Jack. Huh? I do like what you say about Anne. <laughs> but it was, it's wonderful. That's huge, actually. Yeah. It's huge to make that shift, 
to like be perceiving from here so solidly that when somebody is like throwing a load of crap at you, there's just nothing there to support it. You just, you just can't become dense enough to play the game. You just can't. So if she did, she might start off with like, oh my God, I feel guilty. I feel bad. Off we go. Okay, okay, okay. Off we go down in there again. You see? Nobody has the power to make you feel anything unless you're willing to dance in your own personal perspective. That's where you'll meet them. That's where you'll meet somebody who's giving, have, having a go at you. you. You can only join in that game if you're in your personal eye. You see? It's never about the other person. You are creating your own reality dependent on how, what part of your brain is working. Do you see how freedom is just like, it's right there, folks. It's right there. Use your brains differently. Do you see? Is this clear? Yeah? Great. Yeah, do you see that? Freedom is no biggie. It's like, it's like just come out of the game. Just come out of it. So the thing is, there are other people's games, like the woman in the restaurant. But then your own game that's the one that's a little bit more difficult to see. It's a little bit more difficult to see. But you project to be right and wrong on other people and on the world. Yourself. But you project. You're right and wrong. Your value system. That's the one that you'll be attached to. Because it's familiar and you live by it and it defines who you are. Because that gives you identity. My value system, well, that shapes who I am because, you know. But in this work, your identity is under threat, no? It's, it's under threat because you end up just becoming free of your identity. <laughs> but your value system will support your identity. So being attached to your value system, that comes up for grabs. That comes up for revisiting. Sometimes to, to loosen your value system, you've got to do the opposite. Sometimes you've got to do that. It's like, I would never do X. And it's like, actually, just do it. Just do it. Go into the other side. And the loosening that happens there. That'd be great for Tammy. Like, you know. <laughs> something really, really, whatever way you present yourself in the morning. Break all the rules. You have to share? Great. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Get really, really loose. Do plant medicine and vomit all over the place or something. You know, like, you know, really loose, like, just, just, plant medicine, like ayahuasca or something, you know? Just like, that'd be a great way to, like, This is going to segue good. Oh, perfect, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm just going to leave an arrow here for now because later on I want to. Yes. I want to where we go yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, to where you already are. It's just your mind does this stuff, you know? But that's the source of pain, you know? The mind, huh? So figure out, 
Are there core beliefs I'm running? Safety, acceptance, they're good ones to check, you know? Like, does life suck or is life beautiful? You know, these kind of things that have opposing views. And see if you can see the game of the positive and negative and detach from both. But if you're wholly invested in one and the opposite is alien to you, your fastest way is to go into the opposing one and run that conditioning for a while. So you've got to figure out, figure out Marie-Paul, if you need to run the idea, am I safe right now? Am I safe? So, like, so that you're auditing your scenario in a different way. Not from memory, but with what's right here, right now. Because you are safe right now. Like, you are safe right now. That's the reality of it. So it might be useful to put in that wire that's like, I'm safe. I am safe. And when that becomes like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a correction going on in how you audit your level of safety. And if you need to do that, then do that. For a while, in a couple of weeks, couple of months, it's like, okay, the game of safe, not safe. I'm no longer entertaining it. It's actually, I'm done, I'm done. That's where we need you to go. Where you leave both. And, the, and, and there's never an auditing or an editing. Because lots of us live with ever, with, without ever having the thought of, is it safe or is it not safe? It, it doesn't come up as a thought. It's only coming up because it's in your memory. We need to get you guys to the place that there's no thoughts that come up at all unless they actually have something to do with functioning. And that your mind is still apart from that. That's where you're heading. So all the thoughts that come up are bullshit. <laughs> you learned them through difficult experiences. They're the ones that are hardwired. They came through repeated, repeated, repeated and, and negative. And we also know that a negative experience has 20 times more potency to create a neurological pathway than a positive experience. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That's why it's so hard to get rid of it. That's why it's so hard to get rid of it. That's why. And so every time you run it, you're really digging it deep. So it's important to learn how to think. You know? also probably increasing the percentage of how strong it will stick with you. Instead of 20, it becomes 25, 30% more and more negative. Yes, more and more negative. Negativity builds negativity. Do you see how it works? Yeah. It does. It becomes familiar and then it becomes your identity because that's a value system, you know? That's a, a code of how you are in the world. And yeah. So no thoughts at all except those that are related to functioning, to help you to function in the world. And then the mind is still. It doesn't run any other story. Nothing. What's happening is what's happening. Somebody ignores you, you don't even recognize it. Do you see that they passed or not? You might or you might not, but it's not about you. Because you're not making a story out of anything. You're not building a story of you because that's not how you're connecting with the world. You're not constantly reinforcing your identity. So when somebody passes me by, how does this impact on me? This is about me. Somebody walking by, it's about me. 
You see? So if somebody treats you like crap, it's not about you unless you make it about you. It's not about you unless you make it about you. Unless you make it about you. So if you're in the self-referencing part of your brain and you're, if that's how you perceive somebody treating you like crap, it will be all about you. It will be all about you. But somebody can treat you like crap and it's like, oh, that's that perception. That's what happens for me, actually. Somebody is like having a go. I'm like, Wow, they really, how did they perceive that? That's amazing. And I'm intrigued, like, that's, what, that's where my mind goes. It's like, wow, how does their mind, how did they manage to create that perception? And I, I, I'm just trying to understand their brain. That's where it goes. It doesn't ever, it's like, why would I imagine it's got something to do with me? It's their brain. It's nothing to do with me, my goodness, me. Like, that's kind of twisted. That's how it feels to me. That would be twisted, you know? Can I share something, Jack? Yes, do you? When I work at the YMCA all the day, yeah. I was going fast because I have to channel this late. Yeah. This lady at the counter, later on she told me, why, when you went by, you didn't like me? Yeah. I didn't see her. <laughs> and you didn't see her. I didn't see her. I didn't care about who was there. Was yeah, you were going to work. She yeah. told me, how come you ever like me? I said, what? I was so like, amazed by that. Yeah. She was a story about... She did. So so her, that the self-referencing was that's what was working in her brain when you passed by her desk. That that's her brain that was working in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she created that reality. That's her experience of reality. But yours was quite different in that moment because you were going to work. You, you were on a mission going someplace else. You know? So she had to make it about her because that's the part of her brain that was happening. You know? Yeah. Well, was, mm -hmm. Or also we have a saying, you know, I'm from Puerto Rico. It means oh, that means she didn't have nothing better to do with her own time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just passing by. Just yes. Like, is the energy that you project. And yes. It could have been you or anybody else. It's like... Uh, yes. So it's, it's step one to see that, oh, other people do that. Yeah. You do it yourself too. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's where you have to manage it. I was going to say, if I'm in a space where I see that and I quiet that and I'm not making that talk in my head, I think nobody's... It's like so boring. Like nobody's doing anything. <laughs> yes. We're all just standing there with no interaction. Like, I don't know what's on the other side. I'm not creating the story in the drama. Oh. You know? I, I was thinking of that when you were saying, what's the juice? What's the juice to stay in this? Is You know, it's just a constant activity. Like, I might be bored without it or something. It's calm. Yes, you don't like calmness and peace and just... No, I do. I do. But yeah. I felt it. You know, like, wow, it's so different. It's so nothing. 
Yes. Yes, it is empty, but if the mind comes with you, then it's boring, yeah. and I like it or I don't like it. If the mind comes with you. But it's so natural for us to be relaxed and at peace. But we're kind of inside out, so we've forgotten what it's like to be natural. It's like, I used to grow organic vegetables in Ireland. I do now again, when I used to in Ireland. And um, my first husband hated the organic vegetables because he was reared with stuff from the store. He just hated when I would cook stuff from the yard. And it was wonderful, like alive food. He could not make the shift to actually educating his taste buds to taste what food really tasted like. Alive food. And it's like that. We're so used to something that's abnormal. We like it. And we don't like what's natural. We've, you know, we've contaminated our you know, our, 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 what's natural to such an extent that we've just forgotten our roots. It's more like that, you know? Yes. What if, oh, like... Yeah, I don't want to lose you. Yeah, when he was speaking about uh, you walk past that person, yes. you know, and they made the whole world up. Yes. But I've noticed in my life, when I've had roommates or things like that, that just being who I am, affects them in a way in which they do get triggered. Aha. Uh -huh. Their personal eyes. Yes. And then you have to deal with that because they're projecting on you and you, you're, you're causing them for them so I'm the source of their... So then I end up withdrawing okay. myself to take myself out of that, either getting out of the room yeah. <laughs> or just being by myself. Right. Okay. And that was my part one. Okay, this part one. Can we chat about that? And yeah. You can hang on to the part two. Great. Okay, it's a really good point. When you hang out in the, the being, I am, presence, and you're not running the self-referencing, other, other people will have no place for their self-referencing to get entangled with yours. Their projection isn't being met by your self-referencing. And so their self-referencing is under threat because you're not jiving with it anymore. So if you stop connecting with it, they're either going to pull back if they're ready, but if they're not and they're really enjoying their drama, they will push more because you're pressing their buttons because that part of their mind doesn't want to die and they're nowhere near being able to manage it and so it gets worse. So the heat turns on. You see? Because it's trying to survive. Because it's all about, am I safe? You see? It's running the stories about staying alive and needing to stay alive and needing to self-preserve. So it has to spit even stronger. You see? Wild, huh? So, what to do then? Sure. What to do? The thing is, the thing is, like, nothing. Let it spin. Yeah. Let it spin. It's doing its thing. They'll usually either move away or you'll move away. You know? They ended up moving away. Yeah. And then telling the boss <laughs> I was the problem. Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. Welcome those situations. Because there's a few things we got to get used to as we move towards freedom. 
nobody understanding you, being criticized, crucified, and persecuted. Mm. Yippee! Yeah. <laughs> you have to be the bad guy. If you're not part of the tribe, then like anybody who steps out of the tribe, let's kill our leader. That's what people do. If you move out of the tribe, you're either a threat or a savior. Or what? Or deviant. 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 Yes. Deviant. Yes. At least you won't get murdered. You know, it's not like Jesus anymore. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tammy, I, I won't forget you, but come on. Do you need to come up? Do you, do you feel there's more to talk about? Uh, well, yeah, I have a story, but yeah. I'm not sure where, what the question is. That's all right then. Let's let's figure it. Did <laughs> you go to the bathroom first? I'll go for you. Okay, thank you. Do you, do you need to go first? It's up to you. We'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll see. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so speaking about leaving the tribe. Yes. I became a brahmachari in the order of Sai Ma Brahmachari seven years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, ten years ago I left my job and I became, uh, I moved into the ashram in Crestum. So within 2010 I became a brahmachari, the order of the tribe. And I just recently left last week. You left brahmachari or the brahmachari. whole thing? I left the brahmachari. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I told the uh, Swami, the head, you know, I want to leave. Yeah. And he said, well, you have to speak to all the Brahmacharis. It's a big conference call around the whole world. And I started the reference, the conversation with just t- changing the relationship. And I'd like to stay with the guru yes. and stay with yes. the love and the friendships that I've nurtured for 15 years. Yes. And... Just change, just shift the role. Yes. I love it, right? Yes. So they were pretty <laughs> sure. They pretty much let me know that that's not the way it was going to happen for them. <clears throat> that they were not going to be able to have that relationship with me because I left, I betrayed the guru. I left the order, the lifetime vow. Yes. You've left God. Yes. You've left the friendships. Yes. And that's the only friendship that they really were interested in. And they're sorry that they let me down by not being there for, for me okay. in this conversation. So, yeah, then there was a, an email that kind of went out to the whole community, changing my name, yeah. what it was, to what it is now. Yeah. And I'm not allowed to do the, I'm not allowed to do the teachings, I'm not allowed to do the meditations. And no thank you for the service for 15 years and no, no kind of... Yes. Hey, you know. Out you go. Pop. Ding. Yeah. Out. Mm. And then Chester said, hey, come see Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, we did. Yeah. How are you feeling about it all? 
I'm a little pissed, I think. Okay. I'm a little pissed off. All right. I want to, you know. Okay. Hey, you know, I've been 15 years here, you know? 15 yes. years of my life. Yes. Serving. Yes. But you stopped playing the game. I stopped playing the game. Uh-huh. At some point, I kind of said, okay, I'm contracting here. Yeah. And the lovable acceptance, victimhood, all of that was playing. You know, I've got to look at it and see that I was running those games. Yeah. And um, that I didn't, no longer needed that structure to run those games because I let go of those games. Yes, yes. And there was also just this intense love that was available. That being in that structure, was, I was constrict, constricted in it. Yes. So I needed to say yes to my soul and the movement. And, but of course, I was called delusional. Yes. I'm a psychotherapist and I've seen a lot of delusion in my life. Yeah. yeah. You're delusional. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. Oh, yes. It was my, one of my best friends <laughs> said that to me. So, a lot of the identity just went. Choo-choo. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, what belief system is still in place? You know, maybe the belief systems need to do that as well. You know, because I'm like, where am I in all of that? Yes. It's, I guess it's a question, you know. Because I, I, I remember starting this path and be, moving down this path of Brahmacharya was for enlightenment and for service. Yes. And then I realized kind of like, I'm not going to get there staying in this certain, yes. this, 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 this current structure, yes. not being fully authentic of who I am. You're right there. Sub, was it subjugating myself to be able to stay in yes. an acceptance and oneness of the group? Yes. So I needed to step out of that. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. In some weird paradoxical way, we're totally on our own on this path. Yeah. And it's fine, because it has to be like that. It, it, it has to be. Because everything else will just be sticky and bullshit. So. You've got to figure out what is still authentic for you. Mm-hmm. And if you need to throw it all out to see what comes back, that's one way of doing it. Of saying, like, fuck the whole lot of it, actually. All of it. Take down altars, take down everything, everything. Just like, okay, nothing. And let's see what comes back. Let's see what pulls organically from inside. Let's see what my soul says. That's one way to do it. Clean sweep. Like the meditation structures? You were saying how the meditation structures, you know, that's one of the things I've always been very steadfast with. I've been doing little tests, you know, like yeah. the sugar. <laughs> right. Caffeine, yeah. little thing, but not yeah. the tearing it all down. Yeah. <clears throat> you scared to tear it all down? I don't think 
so. All right. I don't think so. Then why wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I yeah, I can I can feel where where it is at actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's a suggestion. You have you, you've, you've stripped so much. You've shed so much. I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to see you going the full length on that, to shed the whole lot and see what comes back to you. But to welcome what comes back to you for reasons that are purely from your own being. So it's like, okay, I miss meditation because it's frigging well good for me. Okay, really good reason to continue with meditating. And after three days, if you're like... I want to meditate because I enjoy it and it's good for me. Great. Not because it's the right thing to do or it's spiritual practice or it's going to get you somewhere. Mm -hmm. Nowhere. Just because this is good for me. And if you could start building like that, that would be great. So that it totally comes from an inner listening and nothing at all from the outside. No external stimuli. No, this is the way to get to wake up. If we can get you completely... I want to reverse... The part of you that was taking the guidelines from the outside, I want to turn it inside out so that your guru is inside you. If that's reflected through Saima, fine, fine. But she's secondary. She's a reflection mm-hmm. of, yeah. of you, the core right. of your being. And I want to, to, I'd like to twist you so that you would be listening primarily and honoring primarily the core you're being. You, you've done it and it's gotten you this far because you're like, there's something inauthentic to be true to myself. I've got to let go from this tribe. Perfect. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Chuck it all. Chuck it all. Chuck it all. Chuck it all. There's more to chuck. There's a lot of yeses coming from I hear them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know <laughs> surrender like never before but it's a surrender to the divine that you are no longer compromised through the dualistic realm you're ready for that bow down in front of yourself in front of what you really are your own true nature put your head on the floor in front of that and if that means a mirror then let there be a mirror You only have to listen to that. Awesome. Thank you. Also, one other thing. Yes. Last night, 
at somewhere between 12 or 1 o'clock, <laughs> somebody came into our room. Wow! Stole her purse. No, my wallet. Oh, my. Stole her wallet and had a backpack in. All my identity. Oh, my God. oh that's wonderful! We <laughs> <laughs> thought you'd like that. I love it! We found that under the bed. You found that under the bed, the Joker. <laughs> Yay! Oh, that's wonderful. Joker card. Wow. Which is, a baby, which is a baby on a bumblebee, which I've never seen a Joker card like that, which is symbolic of the, the fool in the tarot. Yeah. Ah. Yes. So that's the, the freedom. Wow. So but, wow. yeah, they've got everything. So. Wow. Wow. Where were you staying here? It, it, it doesn't, it, it was just they got in, they, they actually opened the door with a key. Yeah. And took the backpack. The only wow. thing that was really in the backpack was sunglasses in my wallet. Yeah. We might have to stay. We're in the house. No, we were talking. <laughs> it. it was so funny. I went to canceled everything. Yeah. And then we're walking over and the police caught the person. The police caught the person. Yeah. Yeah. And I got everything back. You got everything back. Everything was, you know, it took me to like yeah. it up. It took you to give it up. It's gone. It's wonderful. It's awesome. I love it. Excellent. Yay. She charged her card at the hotel and checked in. As <laughs> me, yeah, yeah. So someone else wanted to be. <laughs> that place was available, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> else yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good work. Well done. No, you're 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 rising to it. You know, it's great. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's great. We're complete. Sure. I think so. Yeah? Does it feel okay for you? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay, great. Sure, sure. Beautiful. Tammy, I'm conscious that... Yeah. She, she's, she's, since I was at the board, she was going to come up. Tammy, come on. Yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna catch that and then... Okay. Yeah. Had a bit of a morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was a three-hour wild ride, but I'll condense it for you. Um, so, those of you that were here yesterday, Jack was talking about um, me letting go of control and just trusting. And I didn't recognize it until six o'clock this morning. I woke up and I'm laying in bed, and I realized <laughs> yesterday after lunch when we were sitting in meditation, um, there was this intense energy that was like pushing me down, but at the same time it was pushing me back. And so my head was going back. And I remember thinking, well, I can't let my head go back because then that will hurt my neck. Or I might end up in the people's lap behind me. And I was like, but it was like really pushing me, pushing me, but I was kind of resisting it. And I'm like, God, I wish I could just lay on the floor. No, I can't lay on the floor because I don't have a blanket. I can't just lay flat. <laughs> and all, you know, so wow. all these things. But yesterday, three hours after you said let go and trust, I was still doing it. So this morning when I woke up and I realized that, I'm like, WTF? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, come on. <laughs> Seriously? So got out of bed and I went upstairs to the living room and I decided I was going to recreate being in that space so I could let go. 
And so that's what I did. I sit down on the living room floor and I put on um, music that I normally play when I teach yoga, just a Pandora yoga radio. And the music started playing. And I just sat there and I started to meditate. And then I just fell forward. So I'm sitting cross-legged, but I'm like in child's pose almost. And I just started crying hysterically. And I was like, okay. Like, I didn't know where it was coming from at first. I didn't know what was being released. But then I realized I was grieving. Yes. And then I realized Tammy was dying. Yes. And I was in a lot of pain. In this human world, nobody close to me has ever died. So I've never experienced grief. But I knew it was grief. And I knew Tammy was dying. And so I was just crying and crying. And I was like scared, you know, because she was dying. And um, and so, that, but then I was thinking about death and I was like, but we don't die. It's just an energy transformation. And so, because I'm like, well, what's going to happen to Tammy? And who, who will this character be? And, you know, of course, all those things that start coming through your head. And so then when I recognized I can't die, I was never born, <laughs> you know, it's just an energy transformation. So then I realized, okay, it's just that the energy is going to transform, that Tammy's not really dying. It's just going to be an energy transformation. And then I kind of rolled over onto my back and I'm laying in Shavasana, which is corpse pose. And I'm like, oh, that's symbolic. <laughs> I'm laying here, flat, kind of dead. And, and then I'm still crying, though, because I'm still grieving and I'm still mourning. It's kind of a funeral of sorts. And then I realized, but I really like me. <laughs> and I don't uh -huh. want me to die. And it was such a great realization because it was the first time that I really realized how, who the character has evolved to and that I really like her now. And like, I didn't want her to go. I really like her. So I was hugging myself and crying. And I was like, no, I'm not ready to let you go. I like who you are now. First time in my 53 years that I've liked her. And so then, I don't know, I just opened my eyes. And I have really high ceilings and a dormer way up high with the window. And, the, you know, kind of just looked up into the trees. And I got it. I saw the illusion. Like, I saw it. <laughs> And then I started laughing uncontrollably. I'm like, oh my God, this is a movie. And none yes. of this is real. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. I went from crying hysterically to laughing hysterically. And talk about plant-based medicine. I've done mushrooms. I've done acid in my late teens, early 20s. So I know what a trip is like. And so I'm laying there and I'm looking up at the ceiling fan. And of course, that was the most hysterical thing I've ever seen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, that's just funny as hell. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I, and I was like looking around the room. Everything's funny. Everything's hysterical. Like nothing's real. It's all an illusion. It's all fake. It's all made up. And I am just like laughing at the yeah, cosmic joke. The cosmic joke. And I can just not stop laughing. Except for I looked at the trees and didn't think they were funny. I thought they were beautiful. I'm like, no, the trees are beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Everything yes. else is funny. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so then I'm like literally, you know, in a ball on the floor, just in a t-shirt, braless, you know, yoga pants and hairs erect and the ugly cry. So, you know, of course the face is erect. And I'm thinking, my boyfriend's going to come upstairs and have to scoop me up in a puddle and deliver me to Jack today because I don't even know how I can function. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I started looking around, I'm like, 
well, what the hell then? If this is all a movie and an illusion and made up, then why do I need to get dressed? Why do I need to do any of that? And, and then I recognized, because I'm a character in a play, and this is the role that I've chosen. This is what I agreed to do. What, you know, so, so the way that I saw it is, it's like Johnny Depp became Captain Jack Sparrow. And Johnny Depp is the actor who brought that character to life. But if he became attached to that character and ran around the world 24-7 as just Captain Jack Sparrow, everybody would think he had gone crazy. So I recognized that I was a character playing a part and that my divine essence is the actor manifesting and, and animating. But what my problem was, was that I had believed I was the character. I had become the character. So. So it's all a movie and I'm playing this role and I recognize that and then I looked around the house and I'm like, well, why do I need that light and why do I need that couch? And then I I realized that's my movie set. That's my stage, you know. Okay. That's the, the sound stage, you know. Okay. So so when the character goes to work and puts on the role and the costume and plays on the sound stage in that role, that then they have to go home. You know, they have to break character okay. and go back to the essence. So for me, it's been break character because the, the divine energy is the essence. So whether, you know, the spiritual practice, whether it's meditation or whatever, breaks character. It's like, cut. <laughs> okay, the role's done for, for now and break character. But then I, you know, so, so it was like, okay. I can put on these clothes and, 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 and by the way, when I was that puddle and I was not me, you know, or not the character, and I was thinking about being brought to you, I'm like, I don't even care. Okay. <laughs> like I'd have been totally fine to show up here. Yes. You know, and anybody who knows me, my daughter said it best, I'm the vainest hippie you will ever meet. <laughs> so those sorts of things and this character, yes. you know, yes. I would never leave the house like that. And I was okay with that. Okay. Yes. C can I jump in? Yes, please. All right. <laughs> okay. So the seeing is, is beautiful to the point of where your mind said, whoa, whoa, let's crank up and push spiritual concepts on this and rebuild and that's what happened right so right. i would love if you came as a bumbling heap and stayed in that place okay but mine started to come in with oh this is a movie this is the role these things are needed it started to justify and rebuild again right in came concepts right in order to rebuild right next time it happens don't let your mind rebuild and justify the recreation of the role or the character, or the movie scene. Okay. It's about remaining as the heap on the floor. Okay. Staying there and seeing what happens then. Okay. You, 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 duality started to rebuild itself right. from the moment that you started talking about, oh, 
in came a concept mm -hmm. rather than just the seeing of like that's hilarious that ceiling fan right. that, like that's that's perfect that's 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 the seeing from outside of all of it right and then the mind gave you concepts in order to try and understand it right. all it was doing was rebuilding it right rebuilding it and even the fact that that you have like the 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 character you know the role is turned off and then you said cut the character this is my god time you have a division now you've like okay. on off on off Okay. And remember yesterday, we're like, it's seamless. Yeah. It's seamless. It's the divine all the way through. Right. Right. So if the divine all the way through is a bumbling heap of mascara down your face right. and, you know, two odd socks, then that's how it shows up. The only one that has a problem with it is the mind who's attached to beliefs and identity. Okay. But it now has crafted a character. Well, we can just have the character here and it's a movie scene. So we keep her alive here. And because now, now she's, we have a new understanding of how it works. So we keep the Tammy character and her value system and everything alive here. So she can actually stay just fine, protected within this new script format. You see? Right. Character in a movie format. Right. So your mind rebuilt a place for you to hide again. Okay. You see, mm -hmm. what we're looking for is the bumbling heap and you stay there <laughs> and there is so much trust and courage that nothing tries to recreate okay. sense or meaning of the world again. But every move comes from that which says, oh, beauty, trees, oh, fan, hilarious. You know, that which is talking, let that live through that form with no on off button. Okay, so because it's, it's happened like when I'm teaching meditation, or not necessarily when I'm teaching meditation, but when I'm teaching yoga, where I'll get to a place where I just want to let go. Yeah. And I don't because of my responsibilities. You'll always find an excuse, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> so in the middle of a yoga class, I should just fall out? <laughs> Whenever. Yeah. Like, no time will be ideal. Your mind will make sure that... The most potent moments are the most challenging times for the controller. That's how it's going to work. Because the controller is the one that has to be overridden by your commitment to truth. So it's going to be shit on the walls. You know? For the character, for the controller. It has to go belly up for her, you see? It has to. Because she has to be just, like, seen to be trying to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you see it? Do you yeah. see what you did, what your mind did? Yeah, that's why I wanted to share it with yeah, you. Because yeah. I'm like, this is such a... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't need mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on a trip. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But, yeah. So it's like either, either I'm like, okay, that's a good way to view it, or it was my mind creating. And so that's yes, why your I mind was rebuilding. Your mind is rebuilding. There is no, if there's a good way to view it, then mm. mind is back. Is that a good way to view it or not a good way to view it? There you go. Okay. It's like, all right. Because it's just what is, without story, without meaning. It's just what is. That's where you're going. Okay. You see? And I'm forcing myself to come out of it because I have to be responsible. Because I something. have to be responsible and have some kind of semblance of being able to function in the world. Right. You see? And that has to go. And that's when we spoke yesterday about like, but Jeepers, you know, somebody said, Jack, you, you didn't, you know, Didier said you had to look at your passport to figure out who you were. Right. Like, it's like, yeah, so? 
you know? So there's nobody there saying, oh my God, I need to hold it together here. I'm a woman on my own in India. Like, you know, yeah. like, no, it's like psychiatric hospital on the street. So what? Like, so what? This is about freedom. I don't care. I don't care how it goes. Like, I don't care. It, it's got a kind of, it's all or nothing. It's the mind is the one that will compromise and very cleverly rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm delighted you had the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And the contrast between the bumbling heap on the floor and what your mind had to do to try and regain some level of functioning. You yeah. know? Because your mind probably even found like, okay, we have to turn up at Jack's today. Like, what happened at that moment of like when you were when you were in the free place? Yeah, I might turn up here just in an old t-shirt and a mess. And it's fine. When did it become not fine? Somewhere it became not fine. And your mind was given charge again. Right. And I thought it was a pretty brilliant metaphor. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, wow, that really makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, the mind loves to explain everything away. But yeah, that freedom isn't interested in explanations and order and understanding and cause and effect. It's not interested. It doesn't do any of that. Right. <laughs> okay. It's great, though. It's great. I'm delighted you got that shake. <laughs> yeah, to really see the contrast of what it's going to take. Okay. What so, your mind imagines you will lose. Just continue to... Be still and let it happen. I'm not going to give you anything to do. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Let's see how it cooks. <laughs> um, I get a phone call. <laughs> um, is, is lunch ready or... It's on its way in. The lady at the back, do, do you want to come up? You had, uh, or would you want to wait till after lunch? Time, how much time do we have? Uh, if you want to come up, we're coming up. And if, I mean, it, well, it's I, not about time. I, I'm, I, could, I could start this. I have a couple of questions. Okay. So, All right. We can start now, continue after lunch. PP break, coffee break. <laughs> Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes, okay. Yes. Forever and ever. I got my note. I, want, I don't want to lose track of what actually I want to ask. <laughs> yes? Let me, find my, let me find my place here. Excuse me one second. Oh my goodness. All the things that have been said since I wrote my question. <laughs> and you didn't get the answer. Hmm. To my questions, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Pick up good. the mic and let's go. Let's go. Uh, it's on. It's on. Hello, everybody. My name is Arlene. Okay, straight to the question. Straight no to the identity. Question. Don't no. Okay. No need to be polite. Okay. Nothing. Okay. We're doing the work. Doing the work. Um, I suffer from migraine headaches mm -hmm. since I'm 
I was six years old. Talk uh, to me. Talk to me. Migraine headache since I'm six. I'm 61. Stroke patient. My first stroke at 35. Um, brain infarcts. You name it. Pareto, you know, temporal parietal, thalamus, loss of speech, all those things related sure. with stroke. Okay. Being there, done that, got better, survive, learn from it, then happens all over again, over and over <sighs> and over again. Wow. Okay. Every episode is like a, a new section of the brain gets affected, get damaged, being okay. rehabilitation, okay. speech therapy, all those things. Right. I have learned from it, from going from angry to the stage of being in peace with myself and acceptance. Well done. My simple question will be, from your point of view, of what should I do or what could I do to help to reduce the frequency and intensity of the painful migraine headaches? Because they're completely debilitating. To the point that I need to have Botox treatments, injections, and uh, my last uh, trans ischemic accident, uh, mini stroke, was June 28 of this year. So, previously that was three years. So, okay. it's been like every two, every three years, now it's June. Okay. So, what, from your point of view, what could I do or add? It's just the body. When there is a migraine, are you okay or are you suffering? Can you see that it's the... I'm wondering if you can get into the position of, okay, my body body has a migraine, but I'm fine. Yes, I could could get into that position. Yes. My pain is in... My body is in pain, but I'm fine. I could separate myself. This would be really good. Yes. And it's not disassociation. It's that you can shift your perspective. Oh, yes. Very good. Yes. Very good. Do this. I'm not concerned about whether the pain is there or not. I'm interested in you waking up. Yes. So so if you are suffering, we've got work to do. Mm -hmm. But if the body is in pain... And you're fine? Yes, I'm you fine. You stay there and yeah. let the migraine be your teacher to, to let you be in the place of outside yeah. of, the, of the, you know, phenomenal experience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm able to be completely outside of it. Stay there. Stay there. Yeah. That's my safe place. When I'm having a stroke or I'm in, you know, my body's paralyzed and I cannot speak or understand language or any of that. Yes. My... I will you say it? Divine, my true yeah. self knows that it's fine. Yes. And is be quiet. Everything is going to be okay. Let's ride this wave. Okay. And even and if it's it not going to be okay? Until the rest comes. Yes, yes. And even if it's not going to be okay? It's good. It's good. Okay, well done. It's all good. All right. Yeah. I'm in peace with it. Good for you. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. So, and the other question is, apply to that and all those experiences that you have in life going back and forth, is about love. And uh, I will want to move, put it more specifically, you know, love your neighbor, humanity, mm-hmm. and all that which you love if you have gone through all this. 
But in my case in particular, to find true love for me as a woman with all these issues and personal and spiritual experiences is completely different because I'm looking from the outside in to who is surrounding me and um, how, well, I know the answer, you know. <laughs> and what is the answer? The right person, it will show itself and I will know when is the right person for me or not. Yes. And if there is not to be a deep relationship, mm -hmm. would that be okay? Yes, it will be okay. But I will want to have a deep relationship. Okay, so I would like you to surrender <laughs> that desire. The longing for it. The grasping for it. The, the wanting it. Yes. Because that's a lot of painful energy. And that keeps the personal eye alive. Wanting it. So you're able to say... Okay, stroke or not, it's okay. If my body gets better, I can ride it out, or I die from it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to be. Relationship, it comes or not, it's okay. Love of my life comes or not, it's okay. I'm fine. Okay. Genuinely. Genuinely. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that you can completely surrender yes. the, the, you know, that energy of wanting. Let it go. Because it's only the personal eye. It's only the self-referencing that wants something for itself. Because it imagines that it's not complete until, until this comes. That's the lie. The completion is absolutely there. But the self-referencing doesn't know anything about complete. It only knows about opposites. So it's trying to balance itself with a partner. You see? <laughs> so if you hang out in that network... Yes. What are you doing? Yeah. And it's funny because I know exactly what you're saying. I know because I read it. Yes. I know because I have experienced it. Yes. I know because I feel your energy perception that what she's saying is 100% the truth. And we're still like, oh my God. That's right. Still. And still an investment in that yeah. neurology. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? It is How crazy. persistent it is. But it's Even so though you know that's better. It. Yeah, that's it. Hey, but I know it. much better. That's you know it. better. Up to now. Gone. Yes. Yes, that's it. And if yeah. somebody comes great, and if they don't, fine. Yes. Your life will be how it will be. Absolutely. Because I'm whole. Because you are whole. Exactly. You are. Your mind might think otherwise, but your mind oh. is full of crap. Yeah. Oh. Everybody's <laughs> is, you know? Oh, there's eyes. It's I, just full of crap. That's I, what the mind... I'm aware of it. Yeah. I just keep it there just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. I know I need it. <laughs> Your neurons, you still need it, but uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. We need it for functioning, exactly. but, but not for desire and this kind of stuff, because no. it just it makes a mess of everything. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very Mine much. Too. Thank you. <laughs> we'll go for food. Is that okay? Okay, I just want to check to see what's the afternoon like.
So what's going on inside? Where are you looking from? Is it me and my world, the personal perspective? Or are you watching the personal perspective? Or are you deeper than that? Is there a, an abidance in the stillness that's outside of all story? Just settle in as deep as you can go, and then deeper than this. Let the thought of me, myself, I disappear. It came out of nothing and let it go back into nothing. Let your emotions be at peace. If there is agitation, just tell it, it's okay, be calm, it's okay, it's okay. See if you can find the place where there's genuinely nothing happening. It's not a place of denying that there's anything happening. There's genuinely nothing happening. So just keep dropping, dissolving, rather than pushing to go deeper, dissolving, melting, falling, surrendering. It's more that kind of activity because it's got no resistance, no fight, no story. It's kind of pure, pure and simple. Maybe you could say it's beauty itself, or it's love itself, or it's silence itself. 
Don't look for an experience. It's not about registering any happening that you need to become a story afterwards. Have no story. Be prepared not to have any story to tell at all about the day. About anything. Just be without story. And you don't have to make stories up. You don't have to register events as happening anymore. Empty of all story. See if you can taste the place where nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens. So in the place where nothing happens, there's nothing absent. There isn't even that story there. You're not attaching to any spiritual story of bliss or nothing at all. Nothing. Let it just be nothing. No story. Nothing happening. And no comment on the fact that nothing's happening. Mind will try to sneak in any which way. So if nothing was to happen ever again, I mean nothing ever again to happen, are you okay with that? if you're not, then the mind is on standby waiting to crank up and rebuild any gap that you're creating now. And you'd be done with creating more stories. They're about nothing anyway. It's just story and another story and another story. And what are they about? What really? Is there any substance to any story? Ever. <coughs> Entertainment value that's transient. And the quality of the entertainment can be diabolical to beautiful, but it's transient. <coughs> and you're waiting for the next story, and the next bit of juice, the next event. Is it okay to live in the zone of where nothing happens? where your brain no longer is supported to create a subjective reality for your entertainment.
Be without your subjective reality right now. place where nothing happens. Even if mind is trying to sneak in, don't pay much attention to it. Stay in the place where nothing happens. And you can live a normal life without registering events, benchmarking them against a personal experiencer. Life is neither full or empty, happy or sad. It just is, and there's a perfect, exquisite fineness about that. just doesn't touch what you are. You don't need anything from life. You're whole and complete with or without it. So if you can get to that place where nothing is happening, great, stay there. If you can't, don't worry about it. It plays the way it does. But when you're ready, open your eyes. And don't register what you see as being your personal perspective your personal experience. The body is seeing. Seeing is happening. No need for labeling. No need for separation. No need for story. Just seeing. It's enough. It's all that's needed. The rest is an overlay to try and recreate phenomenal bullshit. Garbage created by mind. Just nothing at all to do with anything that's Remotely got to do with peace and happiness.
you might have to practice how to learn, how to live from this place. But it's totally doable. It's just reorganizing your brain a little bit. But it's doable. Totally. The story-making mechanism isn't active. That capacity is there for your functioning component, neurology, in order to be able to communicate. It serves a function. But story-making, for any other reason, to create an ego or drama or juice or... The idea that life is, you know, distracting and all of that garbage can go. It's a waste of energy. It's about nothing. Nothing. It has no value at all. Be done with it, huh? Just be done with it. Keep it that simple. Nothing is happening. And if that's just a concept, if I'm saying it to you and it's just registering as a concept, okay, park it there. It's fine. But if you can kind of feel it and go, oh my God, I get it. But you don't quite know what you get, but you get it? Great. You're just accessing another part of you, another capacity of, of you your consciousness, you as pure consciousness, you're accessing that and listening to that instead of listening to your me, myself, I. Managing the me, myself, I. Minimalizing the damage of me, myself, I. Forget it. Stay where nothing is happening. There really is nothing happening. Really. If you, if you can feel some resonance with this, if you can feel I'm saying feel because I don't want to get your brain involved, but it mightn't be a feeling. It might be just a like, I know this somewhere. It can be that kind of thing. If you get a sense of that, show me your hand. Okay. Okay. Most of you. Great. Okay. Great. So let's continue to unravel the illusion, huh? What else to do? Really, what else to do? 
sit in silence in the knowing that nothing is happening. It's totally fine too. So let's unravel what we can unravel so that you can really know that there's nothing happening. <laughs> let's take the, the potency away from your thinking mechanism, from the personal eye. Take the potency away from your old patterns. Don't be afraid to lose them, you know? Break out of them. What can happen to you? What can happen to you? Really, what can happen to you? at all. It's just an idea that something can happen to you. Okay, there's a few people who would like to come up this afternoon. Annie, you ready? Yeah. Great. And then I'll go to the lady in the back and then Didier. Okay. Actually, um, this just popped into my head, but I had a dream with you recently, and you called, I think, well, we were on the phone, and you said something like, this is the real conversation, and then there was silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was worse than I thought. I was like, mm, okay. But anyway, I'm speaking anyway. Um, <laughs> That's a nice dream. Yeah, <laughs> very instructive. Um, one place where I go into story, I've noticed. I went. I recently had the experience, actually yesterday, um, of receiving notice on a seva that I offer, and that um, it was coming to an end. And I had offered the seva for many, many years. This particular aspect of the seva for two years, but I had been in this ambit, this particular seva for many, many years. Um, and I know on the doership level, story level, that it was because I got a little annoyed with the supervisor. And I let it be known on a save a call. Not in a horrible way, I just was abrupt and we interrupted each other. And I was annoyed with a certain pattern that I was dealing with in her. And I had noticed a certain, I sensed a certain feeling or attitude she had toward me when I was around her. And so, um, physically, you know, in person. So um, I went into, after I got this news, I was sad, you know, and then um, I immediately, there was a judgment on, about myself. Oh, there I go again, and lost her, you know, didn't keep her emotional cool completely. And, you know, this happened once before in Seva many years ago where I spoke what I felt with somebody who was a supervisor, and that didn't cause the end of my Seva, but it... Uh, wasn't great. Uh, something else brought about the end of that particular seva. But anyway, so I'm, you spoke to me once recently about discernment. Because, you know, you hear the, the line, well, what do you have to learn from this? And something in me just kind of rejects that line of thinking because it comes from duality, right? What have you got to learn from this situation, you know, lady, young lady? You know, what have you done? And something in me is like, no, that's not really, that's going to take me deeper into duality, that sort of thinking. So you spoke about discernment. So when the 
self-ascribing uh, mechanism or whatever you're referencing mechanism goes, there's a natural intelligence that takes over and there's a discerning feature where you recognize in a non-judgmental, uh, loving way, oh yeah, well maybe I could just be more chill or it was correct that I spoke truth to power, so to speak. And there's a knowing that arises and an accurate sense of what took place. And I'm just trying to uh, release that tendency of myself to go to judgment about my own behavior. So it's it's a little thing, but be good to, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. So that's it. Yeah. It's interesting that it came up in terms of seva, because I'm not sure, maybe some of you are not familiar with that word. Seva means selfless service, where there was no agenda at all but to serve. Mm. And the potency of that kind of service is that your ego gets kicked about because no. you've no reward of any sort, no payment, no acknowledgement, no nothing. You can't claim, I've done it, I'm doing great. I mean, it's mm. about bringing up that stuff. It's about throwing up the ego. That's the purpose of it. That is what you get from Seva. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's very potent in terms mm -hmm. of what it does. So it's seva, huh? Yeah, you know? it's a spiritual practice. It's and seva. Here yeah. we go. It threw up something. Yeah, it threw up something. So its greatest gift is to stop you from judging yourself. Oh, okay. That's its greatest gift. Mm. In my particular situation. Yes. 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 Okay. Great. You see, that's yes. its greatest gift. Yes. It had to come to this. Yes, it had to. Because no greater judgment than. Did I yes. get myself ostracized from doing seva, you know? Yes. D did I get myself rejected from this opportunity to heal my ego? You see? Yes. So, it's beautiful, no? Yes. Like, I think, you know, if I hadn't lost my cool, I'd still have that seva. There's that on that very dualistic level. Here we go. There's the flip of it, huh? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't want to live there anymore. That's not the point. That's, That's not the point. It's not the point. It's no. not about if I lost it, if I didn't right. lose it. Right. It's not about that. Right? It's about breaking the pattern of you judging yourself, mm. of being the one who screwed up. Yes. Got it wrong. Yes. That's the gift of seva for you. Right? Wow, and this was so clear. It was in boss relief, you know. Yes. 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 Wow. Yeah. Very beautiful. Right? Yes. Now, is it going to do the business or not? Is it going to do its job? Yes. Well, with receiving this on, you know, energetically and otherwise, yes, I'm, I think it'll, it'll help greatly toward diminishing and releasing that. So you've got to let the energy of Seva yeah. clean that out. Yes, the energy of Seva. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Do you see? Because mm -hmm. you've been doing it for like freaking 30 years or something. Long time. Okay. Yeah. So like... More than 30 actually. I think wow. About, yeah. Okay, there yeah, we go. So, yeah. I think so, yeah. That's a while. Yeah. All right. So let it culminate in yes. this, no? Yes. Let it culminate in this. Yes. So invite the energy of, of Seva. It's like, okay... Yes. This is this is what you were after. Yes. This is what you were after. Yes. It's yours. It's yours. I give you this too. Yes. I give you this too in service. Yes. Oh, how beautiful. You see? The gift of love. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a gift of love. Yeah. Yeah. Just give it that old pattern of turning things around so yes. that you're the one who got it wrong. Yes. That's what's got to go. That's got to go. That's what it's trying to take out. 
And so, then I will be available to that knowing. Of course. Of, yeah. of course. That's free of the I sense. That's right. Yes. That's the overlay. That's, mm-hmm. that's over the knowing. Yes. yes. The, you know, the divine wisdom right. of, of what's the best way forward here in any moment. You see? Yes. It's just underneath that kink. Yes. Which says, how did I screw up? Yes. You see? Because I maintain control with this particular situation for weeks and weeks. And finally it gave. Yeah, and I was like, uh, all right, perfect scenario. The, perfect scenario. Okay, something had to happen to make you see. Oh, right. I'll have to make this about me screwing yeah. up. Here we are. I didn't create. I didn't stay perfect in my role. You know. Yeah. So, so to speak. Yeah. But thank you also because it reminded me of the potency and beauty of Seva. Yes. I've kind of forgotten that. Yes. I was involved in the story. Oh, it's and hugely I, potent. It's beautiful. It's hugely potent. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. So. Okay. Great. Right? So yes. you get it? You get what yes. it's gouging out? Yes. Let I it have it. it. Let it have it. It's full in that sense. Yes. It's complete in oh, that yeah. sense. Because oh, yeah. it's a singular sort of issue. It's a singular issue. Yes. It's after something. Yes. Yes. Let it take that. Ah, great. Right? Yes. So you, you, a bit of vigilance. Mm-hmm. Don't bounce back. To that. Don't bounce back. Just stay in the discerning knowing. Yeah. Yes. In the, yes. Yes. And when that habit comes up, it's like, whoops, I'm handing it over. I'm handing it over. Seva needs to take this. It needs this too. Yes. It needs this too. Yes. Offer it to the Seva. Yes, offer it to the Seva. Acknowledge the beauty and power of Seva in this way. Yes. Fully. Yes. Oh, yes. That's great. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten the power of it as a spiritual practice. And it brought me right back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Great. Great. And let it be done. It'll be done. Let it be done. Let it be done. Yeah. Yeah. Such freedom in that. Like the constriction just. Yeah, that's it. Keep it open now. Keep it open. Yeah, keep it open. So free. Just about that pattern. Yes. That's what it was after. Mm. Kind of all the time. All the time. Yeah. Because it's come up before. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Where did I get it wrong? It's like, oh, that loop. Yeah. It's done. It's done. It just... Yeah, yeah. It's, it. Yeah, it's stinky, actually. Yeah, yeah it's, it's rotting. Like. It's rotting. Uh-huh. And you it's, can so, feel it it's so not me. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sense of, not the word self-referencing me. Yes. The sense of... I'm getting more and more of a sense of who I am. Of so. who you really are. Yes. yes. yes so it's yes. just, it has to go. It has to go. It has yes. to go. It has to go. Yeah. It's time is up. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. thank you very much. You're very welcome. It's wonderful. Yeah, you're very welcome. Sure. The lady at the back, yes? Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Hi. Hi. Ooh, I don't know how to make this very simple because I think we have, especially at this age, um, an incredible story and all of us have stories to tell, which when we tell them, we connect. So one thing I wanted to come is I have a little difficulty letting the story go. I'm a visual artist. And so bringing my story 
helps connect me to other people and compassion and empathy. So there's a little bit of that that goes. I don't want to continue stories, but also through the process of creating art, I've been able to let my story go, but yet connect with others. It's been interesting. Mm. But I do have something I've been stuck with for 34 years, that although um, I'm stuck with it, when I sit in quiet, I, I, can, I know all the answers as I sit but I still am connected. And the reason I'm connected is I'm in the same visual, physical environment that's like PTSD triggering of all the things that I'm probably my, I stay in this because I haven't cleared myself of all these karmic and everything in this environment. So story quickly, my husband and I both moved down to St. Augustine 34 years ago. We're both visual artists. On the back of this house, he's a stone lithographer. He built a 20 by 30 foot studio with 16 foot ceilings. I didn't get a studio. I rented spaces for about the first three or four years until I bought a little rental house. Five years after that, I had a daughter. He took the rental house away, turned it into a rental house again. So I lost my studio space. Um, and I have managed to find places to work all along. But every day, he, he's, he's not practicing um, art. He is a beekeeper. He is a very high-level beekeeper in the state of Florida. I'm very proud of him. Um, but his studio is still set up. We have the TV back there, like little sections, like the family room, but his litho press, his tables, his everything is there. My friends, gracious enough, have lived through me going, oh my gosh, I left the space off. I'm above a one-car garage with um, an air conditioner that doesn't work now and not really great lighting, and it's a constant complaint. I have managed, though, the universe has opened up every time. I've had two shows in the last two years. The rental space behind us was occupied. Um, the people left. Perfect timing, I produced a show. Um, had to give the rental property back to us to renovate. The hurricane came, fortunately. This is the fortunate, unfortunate game that I tell you with students, little kids. Fortunately, the hurricane came, so we couldn't put someone back in it, and we got a floor after the flooding, and I had a one-woman show. I was able to produce it this last spring. But now that the show's been up and down, I've had to move back above the garage. So I know to sit, and I have a lot of compassion because he gave up the love of what he has. He has another love. But he was gone for two weeks in Haiti doing wonderful service and beekeeping. But, and I had two weeks off away from him. And... Is <laughs> <laughs> that a telltale song? Um, and I thought I'd move it up. Well, I went through the story and everything was like, why don't I have a space like this? All these years, why isn't it me? What have I done wrong? Why isn't the universe giving my nice space? Look at the age I am. I should be having this. You know, why am I staying with him? Why do I? It's constant triggers of these things. And there's many levels of me and my ego and everything involved. I do know when I sit that I've learned to be very empathetic of him letting go of his art. And that's a really good thing with me. I do know I have a lot of compassion for how difficult it is for him. There still is the but in the story. And even though I went through that trauma of like two weeks of just beating myself up and like, I want to leave, this is terrible, la la. 
When he came back, I settled back and I, and I did that thing where I just let the story go. Here's the but. It's gonna keep happening. Do I let it keep happening? Do I go? Do I stay? I don't know. How do I know? And I guess the word that I hadn't heard earlier was, is it discernment? Okay, so that was perfect segue after yours. When will I know the discernment? How do I discern? What are some keys? So you said when you sit in the silence, you know what to do. Well, I know, I know not what to do. Okay. I understand all the levels of me, my personal history, my personal story of why I've stayed or why and why it bothers me. And um, so, why are you staying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I was a martyr in a past lifetime and it's still real strong. I've been told that. Um, no, seriously, I don't know if it's, I still have something to learn. There's a little part of me that's wondering if I still have something to learn and is it that my ego is still too strong yet? And this is one way that I need to strip my ego. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. So do I wait? So take a deep breath. Make sure your body's relaxed. Mm -hmm. Bring your attention into your gut. And let's say I'm going to present a scenario and you stay in your gut and tell me how it feels. In three years' time, your domestic situation is pretty much the same. You get a feeling? Yeah. What is it? Well, I felt something moving up my throat. Like you're going to puke? Throw up. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So we'll, take, so we'll take a deep breath again. I okay, we'll shake it off. Deep breath, relax the body, and resettle into your gut. Come aware of the middle of your torso. And three years' time, you're in a scenario that you've designed for yourself without taking anybody else's needs into consideration. It's been a place of your choosing. Whatever you and the universe managed to create, that's where you live, stroke, work. That's, that's where you are. I don't feel it coming up, but I feel a tightness here. Aha. And I, there's a lot of fear. Yes. And um, the idea of safe, safety. I had a lot of death in early on. and um, I, My life's been like this. I haven't had one of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so you make so I, the art yeah, you make. Yeah. 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 And... Um, so I'm grateful at this point, during those times it wasn't. Um, yeah. There's a fear. I, this feels like a, a knot of fear. That's stopping me. This, the, the other one was definitely, there was definite movement this way. 
But this one is, there's something still locked in me that's stopping me, I think. So, so which one would we tackle for the next three years? Which one will honor more, will honor you and your growth? Well, I've been told this year that to love myself first, and that's probably, I have not done that the best in my life. So that's my, that's my mission. Okay. And I don't know where it'll take me, and it's a new one. It'll make you move out. Yeah. Move. And to be honest with you, I don't, I'm trying not to imagine a scenario like I've done before, because I think that locks me in fear. I'm, all, I'm open to all possibilities. Great. In other words, that this man that I've been with, who I really admire, I love in a different way. Um, we've, if it's to be, he will evolve with me. If it's not to be, he won't evolve with me, and I accept that now. Uh -huh. I wasn't able to do that. Uh -huh. So I can say that this year I can. Good. So I feel more like that. You know, I used to live in oh, projecting. Yes. I know I'm not doing that, so I don't know. And um, this is all going to be about maybe giving me more chocolate ice cream cone. Great. But I explain discernment a little bit. How do we feel it? Is this how we would feel it? Uh, that's kind of an introduction to discernment. Okay. Is, is just giving yourself the space to listen to something inside that's not okay. your head. Okay. Right? Okay. But discernment is when the story... Mm -hmm. mm, it's listening to an intelligence that's deeper than the story. Yeah. So will I gain, will I lose, all of that goes. What's right for me, what's not right for me. So it's deeper than what we did. Mm -hmm. but, but what's right for you was right for you. So discernment is really having no attachment to the outcome, not needing anything at all. And it's like, okay, what's the deepest wisdom here? What's, what? It's not looking for a way forward. It's just mm -hmm. to inform you of what's really at play. Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. It's about stepping back, getting mm -hmm. out of the story, not looking for a solution, and listening. Mm -hmm. You see? So we've got two steps. For you, there's two steps because there's a practical, logistical thing that you need to sort. Mm -hmm. So we might need to sort that before popping into discernment. Okay. It's kind of in the way. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see you honoring yourself, mm -hmm. listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see you guys selling up and you deciding, we're going to live there. I'd love if you come with me. Mm -hmm. And that room, that section or that other building is my studio. Mm -hmm. If you can make this work, I'd love it. But I need to do this for me. Mm -hmm. I can spend an hour getting us both there, mm -hmm. but that's what we'll end up talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay, I gotcha. Right? Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. You don't know how to put yourself first, and you have to learn. There is no other way except sticking your feet right in the mud and figuring, is this the next step forward? Is this the next step forward? Mm -hmm. It's always felt selfish. I've always, for some reason, beaten it. And nobody did it to me, actually. I can't blame my mother. I can't blame parents. I was born this way, I swear. You know, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. that, it's that, yeah. that thing. But discernment's yeah. good. And 
I just want to share with you, I almost didn't come because I'm one of those to run to the shaman, to the Reiki. To, I'm looking outside for all the answers. And this year after producing this body of work, which was called Navigating the Soul's Journey, believe me, I cried and screamed and saw blood and all during the process of craving. It was a fabulous experience. But I recognize that it's really only me that has to do it. Period. Totally. There is absolutely nobody else. Nothing else. And there's no trick. There's no meditation. There is nothing. Even that has to be stripped for me. Yes. Because it becomes a, it becomes a, a crutch. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Further down river, your work will change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might leave it for a while. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but you might. I know. But your work will change. Yeah. I like being into the river. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I like the word discernment. That's going to be my word this year. Good. Thank Good. You. So if, if you think about all this too much, the mind will very quickly close over this gap that we've created. Yes. But if you start taking steps and start walking into what seems like an, an abyss of n- no clue where you're going and how it's going to look. And just like, I'm going anyway. I wish that for you. Thank you. Go there, girl. Go there. <laughs> Go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Good Thank for you. you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Great. Well done. Yeah. Did he? Yes. I knew there was another. Hi. I just want to be with you, Jack. weeks ago uh, I woke up in the middle of the night bring this a bit closer yeah I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a panic attack it never happens to me before I know what happened so and I want you to tell me what can I do so that never happen again because I felt like I was gonna die I feel really like awful I know it happened. I thought I was strong enough to not have anything like that. 
Because I'm supposed to be this yogi, right? Uh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Randa knows she's a yoga teacher too. We're just full of crap, yoga teacher. We thought we have it together, right? Sure. So, and uh, the same day actually, I was at the beach. It would happen, and I saw a horse in the sky. And it was really so like visible. So I know God is trying to tell me something, but I wasn't sure what it was. After this panic attack, I realized, forget meditation, forget chanting, I went running, because that's only what I could do, to just burn this anxiety I had. And I was running the first day, I saw two horses behind a fence. I went close to them only to just hug them, because I know the horse can feel our vibes and maybe they could heal me. And then it comes to me, you know, in American Indians, them, the horse means power. And I realized I did lose my power, you know, in many ways the last six months so, by, you know, some grief and all the stuff. So, and, um, so I knew I have to be careful now not to lose my power. So, because, uh, you know, I can't lose that anymore. So, so maybe you can give me some advice not to do that. Okay, so what, what about this? Universe, if you want to give me a panic attack every day for the next five years, bring it on. What would you think of a prayer like that? <laughs> I know your head is nodding, but what's going on behind the nod? What's the feeling? What's the real response? I think because I'm not ready to die yet, but it's my ego. So it is scary actually to ask, ask something like that. So I'm so, not sure if I'm ready to ask that. So you want to stay controlling. You want your power, but not too much of it. Because if you had all of it, then if you really had your power, you'd be fine about a panic attack every day. Yeah, but, if, if, but, if I really knew who I am, I would, actually, I don't think I would have panic attack if I really knew I was watching it. So I need to be, if I could watch it when it happens and put it right here instead of get trapped in it, so that, yeah, I will have my power here because I can have a headache and watch a headache okay. instead of feeling sorry for my headaches or whatever. So. But the motivation there is to manage the panic attack in a different way. Mm-hmm. The motivation must be, I don't care what life throws at me. I'm only interested in the truth. And if that means 365 panic attacks in the next year, then I'll take it because I'm only interested in the truth, not interested in managing panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Do you see the difference? Mm-hmm. Your question is about managing the phenomenal world, controlling it. Mm-hmm. The phenomenal world has power over you. And if you're trying to claim your power, it's, it's going to be a fight because it's phenomenal power. 
power over panic attacks. It's in the world power. It's not authentic. It will be taken from you again. It will have to be taken from you until you see that it's worthless. Do you see? Who you think you are is being broken down. And the ego tries to reclaim itself by saying it's not ready or any other reason. But who, who are we to know when we're ready or not? I mean, this is God's choice, no? Or grace's choice, or the universe's choice, or emptiness's choice, whatever your tradition, it doesn't matter. It's not your decision, it's not your timing. What about not controlling it? And if it needs to bring you to your knees, then okay, if that's what you're going to do, then that's fine. Okay, I'll learn something from that too. That takes a lot of power to be up for whatever whack the universe is going to give you across the face. Why not let it break you? Because there's a lot of fear, of course. Yeah. That's what I'm after. When I was meditating at the ashram years ago, I was meditating and nobody's going to attack me there. And I used to get out of meditation because I have so much fear, like I was going to die. But I was already to go through the fear, otherwise I will be done with it. So obviously, the fear of dying is still there because that's what it feels like. Yes, yes. It happened a few times, actually. And I was mad at myself because, why can't I just go through the fear? Who cares? Yeah. So what about if I die? What does it matter? Yes. I had an out-of-body experience anyway, so I know death doesn't exist. I know that. Yes. So what am I afraid about? Yes. I don't know what it is, so I'm trying to figure it out. Hmm. And fear isn't really something that your head can figure out. You know, your mind can try and figure it out, but it's kind of a strong energy when it has a hold of you. Mm. And going through it is where we get the understanding. Let it get big, huge. Step right into it. Welcome it. That's where you get the understanding of what it's really made of. Mm. But looking at it from the outside, uh, we're playing a game. So what do I do next? You invite fear. Okay. Not punch it. No. You lie down and you say, okay, all right, show me fear. I need to, I need to be with you and see what you're about and feel it fully and learn. What is, what, what is this? What is fear at its essence? And you have to figure it out yourself. It's your experience. It's your learning. You have a relationship with it and, and you're trying to control it and manage it. And it's like, there's only one way to deal with this. Bring it on. Bring it on. So what if it kills you? So frigging what? Like, so what? Mm, I know. 
it would have been a great way to go. Really? I've been doing something worthwhile, you know? So bring it on. Bring it on. Thank you. Alan, I know yesterday you were saying you had a question. Yes, actually this could be a perfect moment for all this. Thanks. Well, since yesterday yeah. and the day before, Actually, the reason I'm here is because of that young man. <laughs> Did because, he? Yeah, because in his class, he told me about you, and I wasn't aware of you. But at any rate, I'm here. Um, so, when I first came up with the idea, or was made aware of this meeting, I said, okay, I need to come up with some thoughts. And through the course of being here yesterday, and today, that has evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved, and it's, well, it's not at all what I thought it was. Yes. <laughs> it's coming to me. Yeah. So I'd like to, first of all, share something with you and everyone here that happened to me personally. And then I'd like to, it, it dovetails right into the fear. It's perfect. I mean, the moment is perfect, in my view. So... <laughs> So, um, I, uh, I uh, was married for 38 years to a lovely lady, very talented, great mother, great wife, raised two wonderful children. Sure, everybody has their grass is greener on the other side, but I'm here to tell you it's not. Uh, at any rate, um, you have your ups and downs, you go through the whole thing. But we, you know, I, I, I always said in the back of my mind that you, this is, this is where you're at. You need to see this through. So, um, uh, we, uh, we moved down to Florida in uh, 1992, uh, two weeks before Andrew hit uh, Miami which were from Detroit area originally, and, you know, the northerners think, okay, the hurricane hit, did you really make the right decision? <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we uh, brought our, our kids up uh, uh, on, a, on a beautiful setting on Longboat Key, and they're both very, uh, both the ch children are very, you know, successful in their own way, which is great. And the reason we stayed together was because for the kids, you know, yes. for no other reason. Uh, other reason, of course, but that's really, that was the, the crux of it. So, um, about, oh, I don't know, nine years ago, my wife, uh, um, my wife developed Alzheimer's. Now, you, uh, you, you hear about people say, oh, you have, you have somebody in the family that has Alzheimer's. Oh, I understand. I get it. Trust me, you don't get it. Unless you've lived it 24-7, 365, you don't have a clue. Haven't got a clue. At any rate, um, she, my wife, 
uh, ran across Eckhart Tolle, oh, geez, 15 years ago, probably 12 years ago. I don't know, we started reading it. She said, you should read this. This is after Chipaka Chopra, or whatever his name is. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, been reading uh, Eckhart on and off for many, many years. And just when I, when I get really jammed up in my head, I go and read. And you can open that book, and any page you want to read, just dig it, because it's right there. It's on every page. So, uh, well, after eight years of caregiving, I uh, finally got right to the end. And this is last uh, hmm, August, July, actually July, of a year ago. A year ago. Uh, she, you know, it was finally too much. I finally figured, hey, I, I, I've gone as far as I can go. And you talk about fear and wanting to die and really, is this the test? But always in the back of my mind, I knew she was my teacher. And, and so uh, I took it as a lesson. I said, I got to, I got to. Get through this. Good for you. I gotta see this through uh, for a number of reasons. You know, for my own soul, but for my kids. Yes. They have to see this. Yes. They have to see it. I don't know if they understand it. I don't know if they get it, but I'm gonna do it. Oh, this young man here reminded me I'm a Leo. You know, I, I love being a Leo, but uh, you know what? There's a lot to that. Any rate. Uh, so, mm, so I finally uh, last uh, July. Put her in a, a memory care unit, and uh, you know, went over there every day, twice a day. Feed her. In the, feed, I, I knew that if I didn't go over to feed her, they would not give her the care that she needed because they they, they just can't yeah, do it. Too. There's just no way. Yeah. So I went over there at lunchtime, fed her. Went over at dinner time, fed her, and lived that life. Well, it's fine. It's you know, all the time they're giving me a little more space. The the test, the, the teaching. What do you what do you learn here? So this is where it gets really interesting, really interesting. Uh, it was, uh, the, the day she passed away was September 14th at 7.15 p.m. And in her room at the caregiving, she was an artist, she had many paintings. So we brought in the paintings, put them up on the wall. One son is a musician, for his own personal use, he's not commercial, he's very good at the piano. The other son works for CSX. So. We're doing our thing, we're doing our thing, doing our thing. And then finally, you can see it's coming. You can, you can see the end. It's very clear. And, uh, well, the night before she passed away, we were sitting at the, at the uh, facility in the porch. She was in her room, and my two sons and I were in a rocking chair in a, in a uh, vestibule, out, looking out to the uh, outside in the inner courtyard, and the rain came. Rain came. Very, very hard rain. And I turned to my sons and I said, This is the washing of this. So, yes. this is it. You can see it. Yes. So, and that triggered everything. I mean, that's where it was. You could see it. And anyway, there was a lot of things that happened. There was at least, I would say there was at least 15 to 20 things that were coincidences. That really are not coincidences. They were not coincidences. No way. Yeah, no yeah. way. You cannot order this stuff up like this and have this stuff happen. No way. This was this was like an orchestra being conducted, and she was the she was the conductor. Beautiful. It was unbelievable. But I'll just share with you two or three things that happened uh, coincidences because they're key. They're unbelievably key. Um, we uh, we had the you know the. Uh, the smartphone with the little 
you know, radio, little uh, speaker, so yeah. he can play music. And my sons are playing the music, and we're just listening, and we love classical music and just every music, you know. So it's 7 o'clock, and uh, 7 p.m., and uh, my sons go out to get a chair because we decided we're going to stay overnight. We're going to get the chairs in there, and we're going to watch this. So the nurse came running out and said, hey, it's happening. So we dropped everything, ran in there, and we were around her deathbed. Uh, my, my two sons, one on one side, one on the other side. The music's playing in the background. And uh, right at the time of release, there's three things that happened. One, uh, the sun came through the window and shined on her artwork. Mm. Same, that's one of her things saying, hey, don't leave off the arts. This is, pay attention to the arts. It's kind of directed towards my son, who's the musician, because he's really talented, but very selfish. <laughs> so, so he, he's quote-unquote an atheist. My other son, he believes. I am looking back, watching this, watching my sons. I, I believe, but I don't know how I believe, but I believe it. So then, uh, right at the time of her passing, and this is honest, this is, this is the truth, Chopin's funeral march came on right then. Yes, da, 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 people don't know that. Right at that point in time. And we were, both of my sons and I have all taken LSD and mushrooms and all this stuff. We've done yeah. all this stuff, yeah. yeah. So funny. And, uh, we were crying and laughing and tripping, absolutely tripping. Yeah. We were as high as you could possibly be. We yeah. were just, just all yeah. the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And right at 7.15 p.m., I saw the light rise from her body. Ah. I saw, ah. we all saw it. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was oh, remarkable. Beautiful. Oh, it was, it was so remarkable. And, uh, um, It was funny because when that Chopin's march came on, we're all down on the bed, you know, doing our thing. <laughs> Morgan turns to me and says, did you play this song right in the middle? I said, no, I didn't play this song. I song. You played this song. No, I didn't do it. I didn't play the song. That's the way it was. I said, you sure? No, I just didn't play the song. Then, uh, then my youngest son, who was quote-unquote atheist, he says, well, this changes everything. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and How beautiful. I've been trying to get through to him for years. I said, look, you know, you don't have to be an atheist. You don't have to be a believer. Be, yeah. be an agnostic or be something. But don't be, don't be, don't not believe because it's just bigger than you. Yeah. It's just way, way bigger than you. So that's, a, it, it, it actually happened. And there's, I can name off a dozen more, uh, you know, things that happened that, now, sure. you just can't, you can't, you can't, you can't ignore you know. them all. Yeah. Well, at any rate, uh, so back to your thing in fear. <laughs> fear. You want to talk about fear? Go for it. Go right at it. Go right at it. Because all it is is a concept. It's your brain messing with you. And uh, maybe there's powers that be. Maybe there isn't. But don't be afraid. Trust yourself. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. So that's uh, that's it's there. 
I'm, 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 I witnessed it. My sons witnessed it. It's great. So, but I, I, I really appreciate your presence. And I'm, uh, I've taken uh, away or gathered many little nuggets. So I, I, I look at it as a journey, you know, uh, along the way. And take a flower here and put a bouquet. And take one over there. And you look at that one. No, leave that one there. That one's fine. That one is just doing just fine where it is. This one over. Oh, I, I think I could use that. Bring that one over here. Yes. And and and, and you'll you'll get it all together. But you have yes. to do it. On your own. Yes. Uh, I can share with you. Uh, in 1973, I backpacked from Detroit to Bombay, India, overland, and I went through all a lot of countries you can't go in today. And you know, I love India. I worked for an Indian firm for 19 years. I love Indian people. I love. I've, I've worked for worked for people around the world. So I love working with uh, with with people outside. But the thing that I've 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 gone through in my life and what I've seen. I've had ups and downs just like everybody else. My story's not special, by the way. I look at my story and say, hey, my story is not special. It's my story. Yeah, that's fine, but it's not. I'm no different than anybody else. Sure. You know, and that's really important. Uh, but the one thing I wanted to ask you or, or, or say to you is people are always looking for someone to show them the way, someone to make it easy for them, pave the way. Run it, you know. I want to be a part of this tribe. I want to be a part of that group. And there's something in my gut that tells me that's nice, but not really. It's fun, but not really. I'm an independent thinker. I've always been outside the box. And if it's really on that level, then you really to really find it, you have to find it yourself. You have to find it yourself. And then the other thing I want to mention to you, yesterday you mentioned one sentence very briefly, I'm just curious about your thoughts, about uh, different dimensions. And of course we now have the string theorists talking about 10, 11 different dimensions, and I'm just wondering what your thought is on that play in, in that area. Thank you. Between 250 and 300 dimensions. Dimensions. 250? 250 to 300. That's what I know about. Wow. Well, that, that, kind of, that number is interesting to me because Stephen Hawking was asked how many different elements there are at the periodic table. And he's saying there's somewhere between 240 and 250. And I'm going, whoa, wait a minute. Now you're going back and forth on this number. I'm going, uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, it's it's in there, and I, and I kind of stopped counting. Fifteen years ago, I stopped counting. Okay, but well, you, I, I dabbled in that for a long time. You did. Mm. Oh, remarkable. Well, thank you so much for your insight. I appreciate sure. it. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Thanks, Alan. Blessings on your life. Let's see where it goes now. Huh? All the best. Yeah. 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 Lovely.
who feels a pull to come up? Jeremy. I don't want to be here. <laughs> great. <laughs> so. It's great that you are and you know you don't want to be. Right. That's great. Fortunately, they're not either, so. And, and I'm not, so. That's true. On another level, that's for sure. Yeah. So it makes it all right. Right. <laughs> I honestly don't know why I'm sitting here right now or where I'm supposed to start. I could tell you that I've been struggling with, I don't know, suicide for about the last two years. It goes back to early childhood. I've been wrestling this week with a lot of really deep-seated issues. Um, the need to feel like I have to suffer to enjoy anything. Um, that I don't deserve to be happy, don't deserve to have anything. Um, what's been the biggest challenge recently is that I've been able to push away and detach from my emotions, both positive and negative, to the point where I can rationalize almost anything, um, including ending my own life. Which is scary because it, it, it's, a, it's another example of me making a hypocrite out of myself, which I'm okay with. Surprisingly. But it doesn't meet an end goal. There's, there's nothing there. It's just completely blank. So I guess the, the biggest challenge that I'm dealing with right now is trying to understand where it all fits, where I move to, what, what's next. I mean, none of this makes sense to me right now, and I probably seem like I'm rambling. No, you're fine. You're, you're very clear. can say that over this last week and especially these last couple days, it's been the first time that I've actually been able to switch off and not think. And I guess part of it scares me because I enjoy being alone, but the reality of being truly is more frightening to me than being isolated and hidden.
You're exposing now. You're finding the courage somewhere for that. There's not a whole lot I'm afraid of, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's not fear. Yeah. From here, it feels like not the regular type of fear, you know? Right. You know, it's not normal that people are scared of something. It's not that. You have no issue. You could take on anything, actually. You, you know, phenomenally, you could pull off anything. But it's, it's at a very core, deep level. like something got broken. Something got broken way back. That's what it looks like from here. And it's wanting to turn around. But there is no clue of what it's going to look like because it's all you've known. But the darn thing is turning whether you're ready or not. Everything might have to change, like everything. So you're probably not going to be able to rely on anything that was there for you. When something at a core level gets broken, our survival instinct kicks in. You've got a strong survival instinct. And we build props and supports around us. And we draw on those and we function. You manage that very well. But those things only work to protect the thing that's broken in the middle. So the thing that's broken in the middle is now coming up and saying, okay, okay, done my time being broken. Something's got to change here at a core level. And your props around it are going to have to fall away for it to be exposed And it's starting to show itself because we're talking about it. But the props are going to have to fall away. And that's as scary as hell because you don't know how to do it any other way. It's like you're kind of starting again. Do you want to start again? Obviously, a part of me does, um, but I'm so adept at not feeling. Um, everything is so cerebral for me um, that it doesn't make sense to start again.
so I probably need to. Yeah, because that's where the learning is. To let it unravel a completely different way. And let the chips fall as they may. It's kind of like an adventure, you know? Well, it's already started happening. It's kind of like no clue of the terrain here, no clue of the territory. And that requires a kind of different courage to, to what you've developed. You know, people who live on the inside find the outside world scary as hell. People who live coping on the outside find the inside world scary as hell. <laughs> but it's doable. It's just completely unknown. Just throw away my compass. Throw away your compass. You got it. So, let's give it a shot. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> three, two, one, go. Yeah, all right, three, two, one, go. All right. Let's see what happens. I keep looking at you, the blonde lady at the back. Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to come up? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I totally respect that. But yet I can. There's, yet there's something moving. So maybe another time. I'm just. <laughs> you can talk from there if you want. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> you. Okay. Yeah, you with the green trousers. Do you want to talk from there? Yeah. Uh, no, I just had a little question about that. And about somebody in my family, I feel like my parents are um, in a retirement home, and I feel like my sisters are kind of uh, taking uh, money from them. And... Oh, and I'm really concerned about them having money to... So I, I get caught up in that story, and I just don't know if maybe I should just say, don't, just let it go, you know? Because it's not something that I have any control over, and okay. it's not something that might seem to bother my parents at all. And ah. it's something that is all just me, and I'm thinking that maybe that's not what I should be. Yeah. Very good. Okay, very good. Yeah. So, so in, in describing that, you said, 
It doesn't bother your parents at all, and you have no control over it. So you've read the situation. You've read it well. It just, it just all breaks your heart to see. It does. I totally get it. I totally get it. Of course you do. But they have their own thing going on with, with your siblings. And whatever dynamic they have going on, whether it's manipulation to take their money or whether whatever is going on there, let them at it. Wash your hands of it. If exploitation is happening in front of you and you know you can't change it and both parties are happy to be playing that game, back off. Back off. The further you can go away from that, the better. Let them play out their games. Don't get involved. I bet you, I can feel what you're talking about. And I bet you, if, if you went in and changed it, they'd go right back again to doing the same thing again. If you talked to one of them out of it and they saw sense, they'd go, that, that, that has to run its course. That has to run its course. Turn the other way. Yeah. 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 But I understand it. Like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make something right and you can see that it's kind of rotten, but, but it needs to run its course. Some things do. They just need to run their course. There's a game going on and they're not done with that. Because our parents are so giving. So yeah. Giving and loving and giving so much. Yeah. Just, it's almost like a betrayal. But you can't. Go. Yeah, you can't interfere with that. You can't. That's that's their game. They have karma there with with your siblings. They have karma. Let them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just mind yourself and love them all separately and ignore that relationship. Sure, sure. Yeah. Time of the day, is it? Five o'clock. That means we have an hour and a half. What do you want to do? Are there more questions? What do you want to do? You want to know what's beyond the Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay. here with the I am that's another circuitry you can you can you know dip into language of the me without knowing that it's me you can say you know I need I need I need a break I need a cup of tea but it's not like I full of desire it's not me you're just using the word I but it's not doesn't have personal ownership so you can use the same language and okay in the non-dual movement, in case you've come across the non-dual movement, there's a whole thing about, well, you know, if you say, I want a cup of tea, it's like, well, who is the I who wants a cup of tea? And it's like, Jesus, really? Like, <laughs> language is dualistic. Language is dualistic. Like, that's the name of the game. 
But knowing what I means for you when you say the word I, knowing, are you reinforcing I, I an individual with my rights and my world? Or is it just a way to communicate in order to function? And finding how to be honest with yourself there is worth checking, checking out. So that you know when an I is weighted with demands, egoic rebuilding of your personality, or if it's just simply language for functioning to happen. So it's not that this disappears completely, it's that you know it's just for functioning. There's nothing to be gained, nothing to be lost. It's just story-making mechanisms so that we can communicate and function. But it is never taken to be real. So there's no charged feeling around anything that goes on here. It has no emotional charge. That's where we're heading to. So there's a smooth dipping in and out of the eye for the sake of functioning. That's all. Your brain does this. The I am, its presence. You can rest in silence and stillness, and there's just a sense of being. And if you're hanging out in nature, you might get that feeling. And, you know, it's very nice. You're observing, you don't get caught in the story. If you get caught in the story, you pull back again, and you're here. What goes deeper than this is that the am disappears. The isness, the beingness, the something that's in the present moment disappears. So if you focus on the present moment right now, right, just, just right now, there's the sound of the AC, there's Jack's voice, there's your body. Okay, just being present. Now take away time. I don't feel a difference. There's the odd nod. Yeah, because time is a concept, and you know, but, but there is a presence that's not present right now, in, in the, the time of now. It's not later. Yeah, yeah, the linear time, the structure of time can just be wiped out. It's just a concept that, that your mind has taken to be part of the frame of reference. We've got a strong frame of, frame of reference here for the personal, but there's also frames of reference that are in the IA. And one of them is the present time. Time and space. Beingness. The whole isness. These are reference points for this I am observer. So deeper than those reference points. And we drop into I. And that I, it's the I without anything that's not the I. So it's the I without a second anything, like another anything. It's just all I. And maybe I isn't the biggest, the best word, but that's the word that's traditionally been used, so I'm going to kind of stick to the same language so that if you find it someplace else, it's going to make sense, yeah? So this I, it, so there's, there's, there's nothing outside of it.
other than it. So here you have total unity, consciousness, the interconnectivity of everything. Your mind is the thing that makes a division and brings it back together, creates separation and sees that there's a unifying field. Your mind does all that game. If your mind wasn't there, there's just the oneness. There's just that same, same, absolute, no division at all. But what we do is we create separation and then we unify it again, you know? And we say, oh yeah, but it's all love and it's all beautiful and it's all nothing and everything. It's like, yeah, we've just, we've just kind of gone out into the world and then we pull it back again. And we do that loop a lot. But this one doesn't move at all. Perceiving from here. Now, this is where spirituality and science have yet to overlap, as far as I know. Your, your brain is not the origin of this. Whereas your brain is totally the origin of these stories. It's your conditioning. I mean, we, we, we train our kids how to create this dualistic perspective. You know, we tell them words for things, we teach them how to label, we give them a name. Totally, totally of the world, created by your brain. This is also your brain. It's more your right brain than your left brain. It's the part that Jill Bo Taylor, as you were mentioning her yesterday, you know, when her left brain got flooded with stuff, her right brain was doing this. And it's not strictly right, you know, if you divide the brain on the middle, it's not exactly that. You know, the neurocircuitry is a little more, uh, the sides cooperate a little bit more with each other. But generally, yes, this is predominantly the right side of the brain. This does not start in your brain. This is consciousness itself. Now, we have a capacity to detect consciousness. It's more that awakening is about letting this be quiet, Hanging out here so that you can watch the dualistic position. And then this becomes a zone where you can go deeper than that, deeper than that. And you're creating an opening. And we call it like a glimpse. There's an opening. There's a gap. Something happened. A crack. A crack happened. Yes, you got a glimpse this morning. This opened up. Yeah. And so your mind was trying to make sense of it. So laughter is very often... Yeah, yeah, laughter, because what happens with laughter when you get a crack like that is that the vibration of your body is shaking. It's trying to shake off the old to, to, to raise your vibration so that your, speed, your cells operate at a higher speed so that you can hold the new frequency. So very often, yeah, very often shaking and laughter. Laughter at satsang, like incredible laughter at a spiritual breakthrough. Yeah, so your, shells, your cells are like, we need to speak to speed up here. We need to speed up our frequency so that we can maintain this new vibration of light, of awareness. So here, this is you as pure consciousness. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change that language in a minute. But you as pure consciousness. All right. So, oh, actually, there was, there is some guy who wrote a paper. And it was, um, it, it was presenting studies about people who were clinically dead on the operating theatre, and they, they knew exactly what was going on and who was saying what and what was happening over there and everything. And it's like, his studies were, were suggesting, okay, it's not that their senses were working, 
some other capacity of their awareness, which he could only conclude was consciousness. Their consciousness was working and they were dead, like dead. But what was it that was more than their senses that was awake during that time, which told the story afterwards? So he's concluded that, that, it's, pure, that it's consciousness. And it's like, yeah, that's very interesting. He's the only one that I've come, I've come across who's, who's said that. So, in spiritual stuff, they call this pure consciousness, or the absolute, or God. That which, that which has no other, that which has nothing, <coughs> nothing that it's not. No division is possible. So any of those words will work. That's why I keep saying deeper than that, deeper than that, deeper than that. See if you can merge into this. Because that's the shift. The shift really is between here and here. That's the big shift. This is spiritual practice. To go from the dual to more of the separate from it and going into the non-dual. That's spiritual practice. Whereas this, this is you as pure consciousness. Your mind doesn't know shit about it. It just doesn't. Could you say that's the knowing in your heart? Yeah. That's the knowing where you don't know what you know. Right now. Mm -hmm. Or you can say unknowable. It's unknowable to my brain, but there's a knowing. And it doesn't feel like it's in your head. It usually feels like it's either back there or in your torso. It's either back or here. Yes, right. So kinesiology, is that you're tapping into the absolute with, when you're, no. What is, it's, you're, the, it's the wisdom of your body. It's a divine intelligence that communicates through your body. But this has nothing to say. Okay. You see? Where did you say you feel that? Pardon? Where, do you, where did you say you feel it? Where do you feel this? So people feel it <laughs> one or the other. Either down in their, deep down in their being, their torso somewhere. It's like it's, wee, it's really down, down, down here somewhere. Maybe in their pelvis, you know? It's like it's down beneath, beneath your gut system. Or other people feel like it's back there. It's like it's, it's like it's the back of my head. Is it in the back of my head or is it outside the back of my head? That kind of like, it's back here. People often point to back, the back of their head. Deb? I, I, I'm just animating over here for no reason. <laughs> That's quite all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love no reason. Oh, no reason any day. Great. And I don't know enough, but I'm very interested in the, connecting the two because everyone wants, you know, this would help <laughs> if we did. Um, the vibration, how does electrical current work in the body? Like, is there, in other words, I always thought there's this universal electricity. I mean, everything around is electricity, and we're water and conductor, and how does that you know, when we get down to the science of that, that's like the pure electricity of the universe. Is that a science thing that's been discussed? I don't know what I'm saying. I don't have enough terminology. It's just the science of, you know, physics and, and um, talking about, because if you talk to a physics, talk to a physics student, about five years ago, and then he came to Missouri University. He was claiming he could walk through walls because 
we are whatever. And so at that level, what is the science of that that connects with that consciousness that, do you know what I mean? Not really. Not, not really. I don't either. But I'm feeling like it's something electrical that helps connect it to all of the universe. It does. Consciousness to me makes me feel like I'm separated as a human being from every living thing. If I can take that I and get it to a science, I am the plant. I am this. I'm in the air. I'm the water. I feel more connected. Just for me. Okay. So that's unity consciousness. That's an awareness of unity. Okay. That's very nice. But it's, it's not, not the eye. It's not the eye. Yes, there is a science to that. Yeah, sure. Hmm? Entanglement. Entanglement, yeah. There is. Entanglement, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is, yeah. The interconnectivity of everything is, yeah, yeah. That's out there. Yeah, yeah, check out entanglement. So, Nisiga Dhatta refers to, I think, the I am and duality as the food body, right? As the food body or something like that. What you, it's the body. So I just read that recently. So the eye, what differentiates the eye, what I'm getting is that it has no connection with the body and mind. None it just whatsoever. Is. It's completely independent it of the body and mind. Completely independent. But yes. yet, here we are, yes. developing a capacity to where your mind bows down to it. Yes. Where your mind can just shut the heck up and somehow pick up. The light from it, the reflection yes. from it can be here. Yes. It in its essence, mm, I'm going to contradict myself. In its essence, all of this came from it, but it never left its essence. Yes, never left. Yes. It's full of paradoxes now. It's you a know? paradox. Yeah. But it makes sense, like on. You, somewhere you know it. You somewhere know it. you know it. You know it. Yeah, that's the yes. magic of it. Yes. Uh, I'm asking for. <laughs> we get her to speak no matter even if it's ventriloquism I'm good at it um, she wanted to know the eye is associated with intuition or is intuition just something that travels in the other two eyes yeah, intuition is is um, an intelligence that comes from your body that's not been hijacked by your mind. Okay, so mm -hmm. the, the, the so eye is intuition? Is that part no, of that? It's no, deeper. it's deeper. It's deeper. The eye is much deeper. Yeah, yes. but it's a really good thing to, to develop your intuition because it helps you to set up a circuitry to listen to something that's not, I should, I should, and I must, and all that stuff. But it's deeper than that. Something about this is really motivating me to think that there's a way to communicate with the kids that are being born with autism are like born in that eye already. Like the way they communicate is so different. They don't have the labeling and all the conditioning. And they're communicating. I mean, I, I don't know because I don't have one, but... They just communicate in a different way. But I'm just seeing something in this that could just open floodgates. Yes. Because we're all born as pure consciousness. Right, we're there. And then we just layer on this bullshit. This is not what you need to have and to do in order to function in a world that is so frigging toxic. And then we all suffer and then we say, oh, this isn't good enough. And we backtrack. 
And we're so darn stupid. That's what we're doing for thousands of years. Change the education system. Let's start there. Teach people how to think. Let's start looking at mental hygiene as well as dental hygiene. Yeah. I mean, like, we can look after our teeth, but we cannot manage how we think, really. We're just freaking stupid. We're really unevolved. That's my take. <laughs> really? That's, that's my only conclusion. Like, if I look at it like a, you know, Jack the woman, look at it. Yes, Tammy. So that's funny that you talk about special needs kids. My um, nephew is special needs, and he doesn't have any capacity for language. And he just laughs hysterically all the time. Like, he has the best laugh. Like, I love his laugh. And when I was in the throes of laughter this morning, yeah. he's who came to me. And, and, and I realized he gets it. Maybe he gets the cosmic you know, joke. Maybe he gets yeah. it. I, I see that it really felt like that. Maybe he does. It when felt, they yeah. walk around the room, you know, because they can't make eye contact, yes. they will just keep and, and flash by, like, want to communicate just in a flash. Yeah. Because it's too direct. Yeah. yeah. There's so many ways they're letting us know. Yes. They're, they're the signs are everywhere, but we don't want yeah. to see them. Yeah. So kids that are really sensitive, that's why they often turn to drugs and things like that, because they can't handle yeah. what's coming at them. Yeah. Their yeah, yeah. There's so, so much density here. They show exactly. so We went at 16 years old to find all those in Morocco. We took off a building because we couldn't stand it. You know, it's just like, okay, I'll try this. Uh, uh, like this gentleman, it's like, this, this isn't authentic for me anymore. Okay, 15 years, okay. It worked until it doesn't work anymore. And off it goes. It's like that sometimes. 
The no time is lost. It worked until it stopped working. How is it for you? I mean, you are very enlightened, and how, do you still have to work at it, or are you just this? This this is there all the time. There, there's mm, kind of deeper than that. Actually, is there all the time. Um. Uh, You know, it actually might be interesting if Derek was to talk about what it's like from his point of view. I think that would actually be... Yeah, I see what it looks like from his point of view because my experience is coming from a different place, you know? You have a ride home? I have the keys. <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> so ask me the question again, because I'm kind of in my own trance. So. I'd say, if anything, she has to work to, to be here having a conversation with us or me. And Yeah, that's where the effort is. Yeah. To come back into the world is the effort. Yeah. Because home is not of the world. You, you know? And that's changed since we've been together, been married. When I first met her, there was a lot of what I perceived as absence. And she's worked to, I guess, rewire the neurology and tell me if this is wrong, rewire the neurology that got burned out when she had her kind of fast, dramatic awakening. Um, and I see her work at it. Like she's constantly studying stuff or playing brain games or doing things to uh, rewire that capacity. And like when we first met and, and when she came over and we'd be meeting my friends or family, you could see her struggling to like have just kind of a superficial conversation, right? Um, it's like, and then, you know, we'd kind of talk after and she, wow, I forgot that people just talk about the weather or you know, not, not, not everyone you encounter is available to go where we're going in this environment, right? And, and that's, um, yeah, she spends more effort trying to be up here. That, that's, where, that's where the effort is. Yeah. yeah. And is that where you want to be all the time? Or do you want You know, I don't want anything. I, I genuinely, I, I just don't run story. I, I just, they just don't happen. Except it's for functioning, you know? I, I just don't run stories. He used to ask, like, what do you 
thinking about? You know, if we were quiet on a, on a car journey or something, what are you thinking about? I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to make up something? Or do you need something to talk about? Or what? Honestly, <laughs> I'd be like, what do I do with this? Like, what do I do with that? You know? um, but yeah, and I, it's, it's funny because... Like after the ashram thing in 2011, it's like, okay, okay, I, I have to be in the world. Gosh, I'm, I'm going to be pulled right into the world. And, and it kind of automatically happened that I found brain games and, and I'm pulled to doing them. I'm pulled to like doing jigsaws and, and all kinds of things. Or I'd watch a foreign language movie and, you know, make myself listen to the language while I'm reading the subtitles or just, just, and I'm pulled to doing it. Is it fun? I don't know. I, I just do it. You know, it's like functioning pulls me in a particular direction. Life happens organically. I don't resist it. Kind of don't resist anything. Um, a lot of the world, my body finds difficult because I'm not kind of in a protective environment. You know, I was just talking the other day saying, we have to go to Ethernet. This Wi-Fi in the house is killing me. Just Was it Friday or something I said this? Yeah, it's like, I can feel it. I can feel it in my body. Like, turn off the Wi-Fi and it's like, oh, 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 something better. So, so practically, things are a pain in the ass. Yeah. Having to manage things, manage food, manage where to eat. It's a pain in the bloody ass. Um, that's a struggle. You know, in an ashram, you've got somebody like really clean, really pure, making really special food for you and all that. Well, good for you. Yeah. Get out into the world and see how you manage, you know? Yeah. Like, and even like a casual encounter with a random person that, that's maybe dense can take a toll. And like, all of a sudden, she's like, not herself, and I can kind of say, hey, like, what's going on? And she may not even catch what happened. And yeah. yeah. So, like, it's... Yeah. And sometimes things like that, I'd be like, he'd come up from work, and I'm just, like, flat on the sofa, and I can barely talk. He'd say, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just exhausted, you know? He'd say, okay, who got a hold of you? What's going on? You know? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's probably what it is. Because I wouldn't even be going into cause and effect. What caused this? I'm just responding to the moment, which is like, my body is whacked. You know, so it's really useful for him to say, okay, this is, this is a cause and effect thing. Go have a shower. Go sort itself out. Clear your energy field. Burn sage. Da, 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 da. And off we go. You know? And I'm like, oh, phew. Okay. God, that was wild. You know? I wouldn't even... Yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky, you know? So are you more sensitive? Yeah. 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 I don't know why. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. Or more aware of it, and therefore your body. Maybe. Maybe there's just there isn't just those shells, as Jeremy said. There aren't those shells around me. Do you know? Like the ego is like an energy field. You know, it's like a thick energy field. You know, and and I'm kind of porous. You know? But the longer she's been in the world, mm. the less porous she's getting. That's true. When I, yeah, like it, before it was almost like you could run your fingers through her. Yeah, 
But it absolutely doesn't diminish your experience of the eye. Not at all. Your bandwidth is no, such. I feel it's a, a, my, this is my own brain now, whether it's accurate or not, I'm not sure, but it feels like it's an evolutionary thing. That I'm kind of part of the wave of people who are awake and need to be able to live in the density. And evolutionary wise, we will learn how to be more dense and have this much light running through our system, yes. but manage in a dense world. And it's just, we're on the wave of out of an ashram and in the world. So I'm kind of on that generation of taking a lot of hits, but we need to be able to be robust enough to manage in a dense world and contain a lot of light. But the world will not remain dense because when you bring the light in, it shifts everything. So the shift is happening and all those anchors are actually bringing vibration up to where all hit the center point. That would be great. And maybe there'll always be density too. You know, that's duality. Will it all go to just the positive side of duality? We'll have to get rid of non-duality totally. You know? That'd be great if if it does go to that, but let's see. I'm not sure. Because, you see, pure consciousness isn't concerned about suffering or... It's not. So it doesn't need everybody to wake up. That's a dualistic thought that we're all moving towards the light that there will be a mass awakening. It's like, that, that only comes from mind. Mm-hmm. That thought, that motivation, that movement does not exist in pure consciousness. It's not there. It's not concerned about how much suffering happens because nothing is really lost in suffering. You have to be in the suffering to know how shitty it is. Do you know? So, is it all going towards the light? If it is, it'll probably go all goes towards the dark again in another couple of thousand years. I could see that cycle. Mm. The other thing I would say in answer to your question, um, occasionally something will come up either through maybe some body work or just experience with someone that kind of brings up some grit for her and and it's like like I can see the pace of myself when something comes up and like how I can work with it through help or my own introspection she's like a magnet like just on it some old trauma that just the energy of it hasn't been processed yet and you know it'll be done within a day something that I might go to therapy for, for three months and the, the thing that probably amazes me the most is, is that because um, I like the rest of you can appreciate like that she's not like I am there's something different and yet we're all the same sure. <laughs> um, but just the, the individuation is different um, the, the speed of it and the, the veracity that, that, that it's gone after is um, mind-blowing, really. And, and then it's gone. Like, you know, I'll ask a question, well, what about that? Oh, and, and I don't see it again. It's, it's something yeah. to see, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that, you know, I ended up marrying a body worker, you know, because that's, that's where things get hidden. You know, because I went the therapy route. I worked it out cerebrally, you know. And then, of course, I did loads of body work and kinesiology and ayahuasca and, you know, all this stuff. 
that we all do. And but stuff got lodged at the cellular level. It's the densest, you know. So every now and then there's an old, you know, he's doing some body work and it's like, whoa, there comes an old memory, an old little pocket of some old story from somewhere, you know. Out it comes. Seeing. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is a long way from when we first met and I would do body work and I'd be like, so how does that feel in your body? Yeah. It, and the word feel and in your body in the same sentence, she had no place for it. You would have no. thought I was an alien talking to her in <laughs> ancient binary code or something. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. what, what, what kind of an answer are you looking for? Like, give me some map. I'd literally be like that, like, yeah. to try and, oh, find the body. Oh, 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 oh. How does it feel? Like, give me, give me, give me descriptive adjectives so I have something to kind of draw from. Couldn't, couldn't. Couldn't find what what how, what's he looking for here? Yeah, and I think part of that the the lineage she came through was mostly Advaita towards the end, and there's a whole, from my perception, a denial of the body in order to transcend it. So it's been interesting to watch. Even like if I looked at some tapes from the early satsangs when I came along to what she says now and talking to people about their body, there, there's it's a constant evolution, which is. Yeah, yeah. Interesting for mm. for me to see. Yeah, the teachings change all the time. Yeah, yeah. Derek, yeah. Yeah. how does it feel for you to live with her? Pardon? How does that feel for you to live with Jack? How does it feel for me to live with It it's a tremendous honor. I'll start there. Yeah. Um, and the further along I get in my own path, the 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 more I'm able to see her light. Whereas before, like, you know, phenomenally, I, I knew she was a, a great person full of joy and, and I connected with her in that kind of like romantic boy meets girl way. But but the, the more mature I get in my path, um, and, and it, I had a couple really strong waves earlier, just watching the, the love and the light come out and it, it, it really is unconditional. And it's the first time I've ever experienced that kind of unconditional love. And I have to share it. And I knew that early on, but, um, you know, there's, there's times where I just want to kind of grab her and, and pull her away, but, but she is constantly giving. And it, it, there is no filter. There's no into it um, and it's uh, sometimes it's very frustrating because she's not walking around in an orange robe and she's not got an entourage and and people don't see her for what she's bringing to to this place that we're all in and um It's beautiful. And then if I put on my male American hat, it can be really frustrating, right? It's, it's like, most of the time she's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, 
it, you know, I didn't arrive into the relationship without an ego or without some, you know, of my own uh, growth and life experience. You know, maybe there's some logistical things about how to be in the world or how to, how to live that, that I can be right on, but like the big picture stuff, <laughs> when there's drama in our relationship, it's me. <laughs> And she's a saint because, you know, she may have to wait a week or a month or <laughs> two months for me to see it. <laughs> but damn it. <laughs> it's me. Luckily, the cycle time is getting better. <laughs> Be gentle with yourself there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, back to my original answer, uh, I feel it, it's it's an amazing gift for me. You're very good karma. You're very good karma. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. But, but at the same time, I don't have an idea running that, like, I did something to deserve it. It's, it's, um... It, it it's kind of beyond words. Like what what I'm the, the 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 taste you you get here, and I'll have to say it, it, it's stronger here, even for me. I don't know if it's the group dynamic. Uh, you know, she's working, so that there's more of that like giving. So like I try to be at as many of these events as I can um, because it it is different. But it, it's she's just rare. And and it's um, I I really don't have words. It's it's uh, <sighs> there's just so much love on so many levels. Yeah. So I thought that might give you a more a more honest answer. <laughs> so Jack, it wasn't like you had a choice in the matter about going toward the world, but it is a divine sacrifice. Sure. Do this. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I have no choice. Yeah, I, I have no choice. You know. If I had a, I don't know if I'd change anything anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? It's, it's just rolling like it. the only way it can, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yes? I have a question out of curiosity. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't read your biography, I just know you mentioned this ashram experience. Would you attribute some of it to having the uh, experience of being by yourself? Food, having the ability to go through all these different processes by either I'm hearing bits and pieces that you've done a lot of this stuff before. Would you attribute the, the getting to the eye and deeper to having that those experiences? 
Or would you have gotten there without any? Huh. The reason I ask is that I've worked with underprivileged children and teenagers and wide groups of people. My husband's been doing work in the Caribbean in Haiti. And when I think of the world situation, I think of this. I do think that it's the responsibility of individuals. I'm taking the personal to make myself be the best that I can to, in my time, I recognize to, I, I need to do the work to get that vibration to help this, yes. this time. Yes. Um, but I'm a little more privileged than these people I've worked with and the children such that I have some economic means and or, you know, connections that I, puts me in touch with these things. But when I'm out there with these individuals or working or You gotta do it yourself. It's about you sorting out you. That's the most potent thing you can do for the whole planet. Is for you to find it within you. Would you say that you have to have these special things, or it's gonna happen anyway? Just follow what you're pulled to do. I'm thinking of other individuals, i.e., my husband, who calls this woo woo, so he would never. But he's a beekeeper, and I see him now that he's gone into this, and there is an amazing eye connection. It's, it's beautiful. And um, so that's really cool. But for me, I have to have, this is kind of my thing. And so I yeah. was wondering if you felt drawn to all of this, <laughs> and this was your path. What, Were you born? You, you, just, you just take the next step in front of you, don't you? You just yeah. take the next step. Does it have to be as extreme as mine was? No. I don't know why it was as extreme as it was. I don't know. I don't know. It's just how it rolled out. It's just how it rolled out. But did that environment be more conducive for you? The environment that you were in? I have nothing to compare it to. Right. I have nothing to compare it to. You just have to follow your own path. There's no recipe. There is no recipe. I've known people who've done it in rehab, church basements, street corners. It doesn't matter. You know, have a near-death experience. The existence of the divine is always here. 
We're always in it. You just got to recognize it. You just got to recognize it. It's about your mind just seeing what's really there underneath all of it, you know? Just listening. The thing is, within yourself, is there all the time? It's there all the time. You're not aware of it. You're just putting layers on top of it because that's where you're putting your attention. On, on the stories yeah. and the experiences that have molded you in a certain way. You, you know? realize you want something better for yourself, you let it go and go all the way through. That's it. Cold turkey. <laughs> Courage, willingness, as Derek said. Yeah. So could you say that for this example, we were asking about an environment that's most conducive for it, that when we think about that concept of an environment, it's nothing more than just another shell we got it. It, it most likely is like that because it's kind of contrived. If you set up a certain environment, it, if it's contrived, it's full of crap. If it's organically coming, the situation you have is the perfect one. It's the only one that's going to work for you because that's why it's there. Do you know? It has to be the way. You see, other than that, your mind is going to set up something with an expectation and you're just going deeper into bullshit then. Yeah. So being with your life as it is, that's where you got to work. And anything else is running from it. You know? Uh, Which is kind of beautiful. So I don't have to go back to the ashram? No. No, no, no. no. (laughs) You don't have to go anywhere. (laughs) But you have to do the work. You have to do the work. You got to face your demons. Yes. I did like my life in the ashram, Jack. No. Sure, who doesn't like life in an ashram? Yeah. And you told me in yoga teacher training that anybody can be happy in an ashram. Yeah, but it's, uh, you know what, in the ashram, honestly, the, uh, it's, it's, uh, the ashram is the world, it's not like a different place anyway, so everybody's the same in the ashram. Just good chapters there because in the presence. But everybody in the ashram is self Sure, but you know, come out of the ashram and see how, see if there's presence there then. That, that's really the test. Otherwise, it's bullshit, it's contrived. Yeah. They also say if you want to know if you're awake, go home and visit your family. Yeah, stay with your family for a month. Yeah. 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 Okay, where are we going? Where are we going? Anybody else got something? Those who didn't. Yes, Connie. Do you want to come up? Yes, of course. You want to stand? Yeah, sure. It's okay. Where'd our clinics go? Let me chuck that up. Thank you very much. Which my story, you know, because yeah, okay, so when I lost custody of my kids, it was hell. Yeah, and now I feel like I'm back in hell again with my daughter. 
I want to switch that perception. Yeah. Yeah. So in establishing boundaries that honor you, it's very healthy for her because that's a, a good example. But if you let it push your button of like, I can be rejected here as mom again, you're just replaying the old story. If you keep alive the old story, it will keep replaying. If she rejects you, if she walks away, if she doesn't want to talk to you anymore, if she flips, that's her prerogative. She's perfectly entitled to do that. She's a grown woman. Don't make it about you. Don't link it to the past. If you're coming from the place of honouring you, hold steadfast to what you know honours you. When we establish a pattern of, of honouring ourselves, we get tested. That's how we know if it's authentic and if it's part of our new kind of frame of reference. It will be tested. So if you go back to the old paradigm, it's going to repeat itself. There's no control over how she's going to respond. And that's all right. But you can't make the linkage in your head because then you're going back. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I didn't see that as much consciously, you know, to yeah. with her just being in this fucking situation that is like 180 degrees of what I would do. Um, yeah. And just standing by her in this. Uh, She's entirely different to you. Yeah. yeah. She's entirely different to you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great because it's like, how do I love somebody who's completely got a value system which is polar opposite to me? And how do I still love and give and find where we meet? How do I find where we meet? That's what you're being thrown into. You can do this. You can do this. But you'll have to be aware. You are doing it. Yeah. You are doing it. But if you go into criticizing yourself, punishing yourself, I'm after you like a ton of bricks. No, it's just, it, that's what my mind, you know, my mind's just like, this is, this is hell again. You know, just. But is it? Yeah. I put on it. Yeah. Because if, if the sentence comes in, this is hell again, then it feels like hell again. Now we're, now we're creating wiring. My experience is hell. Okay, so how do I shift that? All right. So, come, so when I think that, I say no. It's like, really, this is hell. Really? Really? Because it's not hell. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So you've just got to watch the tendency to... Uh, be dramatic yeah yeah well done well done you blew that one quickly yes well done Penny yeah yeah well done I had a question yes on this model here sure we talk about multidimensionality and you also and one of the things I've been interested in is how does the soul or is there a soul you 
Yeah. It's paradox. Is there a soul? What's your definition of soul? Because it tends to be different things for different people. Right. So what's yours? It could be, it could be uh, like for me, the I am presence would be like your 12th dimension or your, the highest, the creator, that aspect that you know, first came out of source. Yes. And the soul would be somewhere, you know, 7th, 8th, ninth, over yes. soul. Yes. Monad. Yes. You know, that's can come and embody this when this vehicle's in a yes. position of being able to hold that light and that information. And yes. So we're kind of moving in that direction to be able to embody more and more of the light. Yes. Higher aspects of ourselves, our yeah. frequencies of ourselves. So that was yeah. you kind can, of the de- definition that I've been. Yeah. You can use that paradigm. That, absolutely. Uh, it's. It's, there's nothing that won't fit with this because it's just like this is how our brain works and then there's that which is your brain just picks yeah. up the light from it so sure it, one comes from the other and at a certain point as it becomes dense yes the soul comes in the chakra system comes in the physical form comes in identity comes in Ex- you know time space space time existence the idea of existence these, as we go towards density, this is it. Mm-hmm. Existence, then, you know, identity. Identity with the absolute. Even, even it's there. Mm, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, I'm jumping. Okay, can I just rewind that a second? Okay. So in the emergence of that towards density, anything we can name is there somewhere. It's there somewhere. Because if it's, it's been created by mind, at what level? At the presence level or at the dualistic opposing? It, it has an opposite. Soul doesn't have an opposite. There's a refined version over soul. and So it doesn't have an opposite. So it's someplace between the I and the I am, no? And it ends up in a physical form. The physical form doesn't have to be in duality. But the physical form is the thing that does the I am presence. Sure. Physical form does that. Okay. So we can have soul there for sure. You see? So you can you can you can add in anything. Does it make sense? Yeah. 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 I was going to segue into something and I back backfired. What was it? Uh, can't remember. Fine. <laughs> yes. What is the best way to clear the energy really fast? As far as like, um, and where I work, I have may know what my politics is, but I uh, am with people on a half-hour, hour basis, and I've become very, per- they're very personal to me, and they explain, I mean, they talk to me about what theirs is. How can I clear, clear myself really fast? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just get... Do you have something that works at the moment? Do you have some system to clear your energy I, I field? I try to just inhale, exhale, and just go to that space, just... I just try to inhale slowly, exhale, and then just pause at that space. Yeah. And I just go to my office and try to do that. But it doesn't always work. Is there a, is there a clearing way that you know that's faster to... I need it fast. <laughs> fast. Yeah. Because I, I yeah. just go, 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 go from one person to another. And I can sometimes get a little overwhelmed by it.
Okay. Call in your divine cleaning team. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm up in another place, pulling a group of light workers together for you to call on so that they'll be in service to you. So you call them in and give them a blessing afterwards. You just say, come in, clear the space, clear the space now, clear the space. We've got 10 seconds in linear time and clear the space now and see how they do it. And if they don't do it, fire them and call in an upgrade. There is so much help out there. There's so much help. But call them in to do it. And, oh, a good thing to do would be to use your voice. Use your, use your voice. Uh, so pitch will work. Even if you go, ah, even that will help because the vibration of sound shifts densities. <clears throat> vibration of sound. Or sing one round of a chant. Or You can sing Old MacDonald Has a Farm. I mean, really. But, but sound, sound will help shift it. It'll lift it. Yeah, the two of those. But, but an interchange between the two of them. If one doesn't work, there's the other one. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yes, sorry. Yes, please come up. Oh, thank you. Hi. Stay grounded now and just let talking happen. Stay grounded. There was some resistance coming up. Yeah. There's like a part of me that wants to completely disengage from like phenomenal world. Okay. Stay grounded now. Stay grounded. There's like something I really don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It's okay. Just let it flow. Let it happen organically. It's okay. Yeah. So 
there's this idea that Lauren's supposed to be like good all the time and er er it's just really hard living in the phenomenal world with thoughts <laughs> yes uh breathe into it expand let yourself expand it's like part of me wants to be angry okay That's okay. Anger's healthy. Shit. But it's like a defense. It's anger is okay. Let's welcome it. It's just a release. Oh. It's okay. It's a release. That's all. But I don't like it because it's like pointed towards like... I pointed towards everything. It's all right. It's I all right. I see where it's going. It's like it goes to like other people when it's not to like me yeah sure i think there's like all this confused energy in me uh huh oh it's all right Breathe into it. Let it get bigger. Expand it. Don't 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 pull it in. It's all right. It wants to hide. Yeah, it does. It's okay. Just expand it. Breathe it. It's all right. And maybe it can go into the sea in a while. Like we're not supposed to get mad at other people. Ah, uh, well, you'll have to throw out that rule. <laughs> Getting mad happens. It, it's not about who it goes to, you versus somebody else. We can take away both of those options and chuck it into the sea. Anger just needs to be expressed. It doesn't have to land someplace. Nature will take it beautifully. Yeah? about manage and managing what needs to be released Lauren it's okay stay loose oh it's sad <laughs> like I feel like there's this like wanting to be angry for like my whole life of trying to like change myself to fit what I think other people yeah 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 mm. but other people don't deserve that anger Okay, that's the bullshit part. That people deserve something. I mean, you're really going into sticky duality there. You're not going there. You're not going there. The anger needs to be expressed, and you can honor that. All right? But putting on the layer about whether people deserve it or not, that's way too dense. That's, that's bullshit. Can you see? We'll honor the anger, but not the overlay of another story on top of it.
was very reasonable. So that can be honoured and released, huh? Yes. Ah. Oh. There was such clearness, like, today. With the love, like, surrounding Lauren in love. And she wanted to run away from it. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> like, it was like, don't look at me. You know, like, she was like, don't look at me. It was like a hiding and a running. And like what like Lauren is, like the phenomenal. Whew. It's all so innocent. Everything's so innocent. And it's like, like she's an animal, you know? Like basic, like animal, like just wanting and that energy of like here. It's like two different worlds. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I need you to stay open. Not to contract when something comes up, but to stay open and to let it go. And dump what you need to dump in nature. But, but bottling has got to finish. That pattern has got to finish. Things have to go out, not go in. We're, we're changing that pattern, huh? You can't swallow anymore. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The contraction, the tightness of your face, the clinching of everything, it's all, you know, you're, you're, you're bottling in, bottling in. It's, that pattern is so desperately trying to change. Because there's so much love. Yeah, there is loads of love. And everybody's like looking for it. But it's not here. Like phenomenal. Phenomenal like mind. It's not mine. Relax your feet. <laughs> Loose and soft and open, Lauren. Grounded. 
and what comes up gets expressed. You know, someplace in artwork, in nature. Clear stuff in that way. You okay? Yeah, it hurts like when other people like, don't see it. But it's only about yourself. <sighs> That's just drama. It hurts when other people don't see it. That's just drama. Mm. That's, that's your dualistic lens giving out about the world. The world is actually perfect. Really, it's perfect. It's unfolding the only way it can unfold. You can only take care of yourself. I'm making up stories about other people. You're making up stories. You are, yeah. You're just creating more garbage up in your head. So if you're trying to get away from thoughts, you're just building them. Mm. Just stay in the stillness inside. Keep your body soft. Relax your feet. Work on getting your body not to contract. Be present in your body. Just integrate. That'd be really good. When something comes up, don't put in a place that's not another person. Artwork in nature. Mm. Yeah? And don't go into stories kind of making sense of what's happening. Let the unfolding... Your job is to stay grounded and the unfolding is taking care of itself. It's happening very quickly, but you're going into your head about it, trying to grasp the concepts and see what you're seeing. It's not helping you. We need you to stay grounded. Do you see? Great. I was trying to make it real again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God, it would grab at anything. It would grab at anything. That is so sneaky. Yes, that's what the mind does, sweetie pie. That's what the mind does. As soon as there's a little chink, it's like, okay, let's reestablish the status quo here. Let's preserve ourselves and stay alive. It's a survival instinct, you know? Stay in your body. That's the key for you. Keep your body soft and open. Anytime there's anything going on, it's like, oh, how's my body? Is it relaxed? Stay in my body. Feel soft and open in your body. And that'll keep your attention away from your mind. Because your mind now just wants to reestablish the network, you know? Mm -hmm. Control. Control, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Soft and open. Love for Lauren. An emotion comes up, dump it. Release it. Stuff needs to come out. <laughs> yeah. You've got to change that pattern, you know, of keeping it in. It's got to start coming out. Yeah? Great. Good on you. You're doing great. Yeah, you're doing great. God, you look so tired. Are you all right? Are you fried completely? 
Get sucked in. What happens? I guess um, for me personally, I feel like my energy is depleted really easily. Um, there's certain people like just them talking or something will just zap my energy out. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be social and I want to function yeah. and I want to have a job and be able to yeah. you know, function. I feel like it can exhaust my energy really easily and I want to be able to be as spiritual as I can but also function in the world. Sure. Know? Yes, yes. Yeah, gotcha. Um, uh, there's two things that I find really useful. Having tried everything under the, the any trick at all. But what I found really useful is, is one is turning my body slightly to the side. It's really useful because it's like if, if, if somebody is with me full on, it's like I'm way too open. And I'm like, so I'm like, da 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 da. That happens a lot. You know, I just like, whoops, turn away, and if if and make sure you turn your head, you know. So it's like you're you're okay. That really works. And the second one that's really good, and very often we do it. We leave in the house. Derek would say it. Zip up, or go into like a memory care unit for his granny. Zip up. He always says zip up. And it's it's a trick from Barbara Ann Brennan for that that school of light. And um, what it is is that you you literally seal over your chakra system. So you put your hand over your base chakra and you run it to your bottom lip. And you stop it at your bottom lip. And you're like, you're zipping. You're literally, zip. You're zip. It really works. And I've tried it up the whole way, but it's actually more effective if you stop it at your bottom lip. And that's the directive, stop at your bottom lip. I can't understand the bottom lip, but it works. Oh, there, there is a meridian light. You're so right. That's yeah, yeah. It's your conception. It's your yes. conception, is it? Yes. To the bottom. Before, 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 after. Before, before you're closing off, before so that yeah, to reduce your exposure. And so then it's, so it's called a zip up. It naturally opens over time. It does. It opens over time. Yeah. Sometimes you have to do it a few times during something, you know. Wow. You know. Yeah. You're just acting like a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 I will like do it if I'm in front of somebody. I, I don't give a shit. I'm like, if that's what I need to do to mind myself, I do this in front of somebody. I don't care what they. I'm
the Rico sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Works. Zip up works. Yeah. And do it wherever you need to do it, because if you need to manage yourself, you manage yourself. You're like, hey, any other kids like that? I like those. So I'm writing that down. Like, right. 45 degrees? 45 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you gotta mind yourself, you gotta mind yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And for the guys also, I can imagine it's not only for all only boss girls. You guys could go like, yeah, baby, forty-five. Maybe they could begin slightly further down. Just get everything cleaned up, you know. what you really are, you know? Let it go into what you really are, you know? And give yourself a bit of gratitude for hanging out here for a day or two, whatever you managed. Because it's only for the brave. <laughs> really, really it is. Go in as deep as you can go. Deeper than the place of separation where your left brain runs stories, drop, drop that. Go into where there's just being, presence, just with what is, with nothing much happening. And drop in deeper than that to source your consciousness, where there is nothing, where the idea of separation doesn't touch. Absolute silence, absolute stillness. And let our bodies sing three ohms to that. Oh. 